This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18+, plus. rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to the Chelsea Fancast, fueled by Guinness, powered by Celery, the show that needed three hours of Pat Nevin's company to get over 90 minutes of Chelsea. Uh, now, even though several several of us, uh, me included, predicted a typical Chelsea-like fight back coming up against Arsenal on the back of a heavy defeat to Brighton, in truth, that really was uh, just bravado. Uh, if only Chelsea had as much bravado as us, eh? Anyway, a limp and soggy performance by, let's face it, a team and formation that most of us would have picked to match the drab and drenching rain that fell all day. In an awful, scrappy, error-strewn game, both sides seemed to cancel each other out. But the air circulating around Stamford Bridge hung with the stench of resignation when Arsenal scored a goal from a corner. Most of us knew Chelsea were very unlikely to get back into the game and it seemed more likely that Arsenal would add to their tally. An afternoon, performance and a result as depressing as the low-pressure depression hanging over West London at the moment. Perhaps the two are related in some way. I don't know. I'm not a meteorologist. Uh, I am a psychotherapist, but uh, maybe I should think about that. Anyway, a few of our listeners have mentioned, talking of which, that we've been negative recently. And while that might be true... We're only really reflecting what we see and feel in and around Stamford Bridge. Uh, If we are more realistic, perhaps this moment has been coming for a long time, with the cracks having been papered over with chaos and trophies. Maybe we need to have a reset and a reality check. Maybe that's what Bowley and Potter are up to, and they already know that this could take a long time to sort out. And while we crack the obvious Harry Potter jokes about Potter Graham, it seems clear that he doesn't have the magic to turn this round quickly with a wave of his wand. Ironically, a bit of magic is exactly what's missing from the club at the moment. Oh, for an Eden Hazard, a Chesk Fabregas, or even a Pat Nevin. Uh, And the title of tonight's show is Potter, Potter, Where's Your Wand? Chelsea Fancast number 944. Um... Now, 
I have with me uh, some marvellous people, one of whom, of course, I spent three hours with after the match. And uh, jolly good company he was too. The absolutely delightful Jonathan Kidd. Chidge, chidge. That's more money I owe you. Amazing. Thank it's all right. You so it's all totting up, mate. Oh, I realise that. I realise that. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, um, uh, for anybody who didn't realise what we were doing, I think you'd have to be uh, living in the rainforest. Um, the uh, the Amazonian rainforest, mm. Chidge. Sorry. Um, uh, we had a fantastic time. Um, with a, a Q and A uh, and and speeches and whatever with Pat Nevin and who was who was absolutely fabulous and I would really um, I would encourage anybody who uh, hasn't heard him speak um, to flock to a any future thing that the fancast has with him because I think we'll have another one in the future because he was absolutely fabulous and uh, what a witty uh, um, erudite urbane a bane indeed man he is mm. and his his um revelations about the media and um things that happened to him at chelsea and uh um, players around him at the time and events um which a lot of which of course are in the book that he wrote which is a, a joy to read by the way um uh, uh were were fabulous and he's such an engaging personality and such a sweet man and he has time for everybody, and obviously afterwards, and uh, then he drove back to Scotland. He, said, he, was he, he was supposed to be getting a flight, as I, as I thought he was. And then he said, oh, mate, I've got to drive back. Because I, I said, oh, can I get you a drink? And he said, no, I've got to drive back. Seven, Seven hours. hours. Jeez. Seven hours. But he was absolutely fabulous. And coming on the back of the, um, uh, the, the bizarre uh, potpourri, to use um, an element of potter in it, it means... Actually means a kind of mishmash. Maybe potterpourri, potterpourri, but actually uh, maybe the T isn't silent. Can I say that? No, no, I better not say that. The the literal translation of that is rotten pot, because (laughs) is a is a French word for to rot. So the rotten pot, what we saw, yeah, yeah, would make me think of. uh, Oh, there's a future title there, potterpourri, mate. It's got got to be done. Perfect, perfect. Not even potter puree, which is something. (laughs) That's something different. But, um, uh, yeah, I've, I've come up with some interesting views, actually. All right, I'll tell you what. Yeah, which I'll, which I'll, yeah, I'll do after, I've after I've introduced yeah. our, our, uh, our guest, who, have, who, who I have to say it's a joy to have him back yeah. on. Um, uh, it's only been a week. It's only been a week. He's great. Feels he like years. A, feels, no, it, it, does, it doesn't, actually. It feels <laughs> a week. It feels like a week. But he, he was great last week, and uh, um, I think a lot of good feedback. Yeah. yeah, I'm not surprised. You were great. You were great, Tony. It's Tony, by the way, everybody. I'm sure you've gathered. The that. right <laughs> Reverend Tony Glover. I'm finished. I'm finished. I'm finished with my speech. Hang I know. On. I couldn't resist. We get yeah. We get amusing invective from mm. Tony. We get <laughs> we get um we get wit, charm, and opinion, and he's a dear chap. Mm. And uh, um uh, and we spar occasionally, and it seems to work very well indeed. Because last right. week's show was fabulous. So yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was, here he is again, fun. and. Um, I'm sure we're going to have a right royal debate about the, oh, I think so. the, the bizarre events of what is happening with our club on a day where apparently Liverpool is now up for sale, which yeah. is to show you the uh, the way that um, perhaps uh, perhaps it's not the best thing for American baseball owners to get involved with. But let's see. They have been there over 10 years. Yeah, there is that, of course. Yes. You know, but, you to, know. Be, to be, I'm not trying to you know, have a bit of Liverpool love, but, you know, 12 years they've been there. So yeah, yeah. our lot 
aren't allowed to fuck off for 10 years. So, you know, but maybe... they're not yeah. doing very well suddenly. And you wonder whether that's yeah. the reason. Well, that's the way we we're all going. Uh, Tony, my dear old chap. Um, yes. I, had a, I waved to you on uh, yesterday. You did. Uh, uh, but it's lovely to see you tonight. And how are you, you feeling? You all right? Yeah, I'm very well, thank you. And, uh, I just want to say that the, your intro tonight was 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 a, a combination of, of, and this is one for the teenagers, um, the, the kind of wordsmithery of Leonard Sachs. <laughs> eh? Love it. Yeah, from yeah. the good old days. Good old days, yeah. Yes. Um, but as it was almost as if lyrically you'd rung Roger Waters this afternoon. <laughs> Yeah, he, he of Pink Floyd, because uh, in in the world of miserablists, yeah. um, you know, I'm a big Pink Floyd fan anyway. But Roger Waters, he, he caps the lot. He, he's he's even more miserable than than Morrissey and uh, and Leonard Cohen. Uh, so I, I've got a lot of time for that kind of um, brilliant intro where it's you know the stench, the word stench. Any time <laughs> the word stench is used. <laughs> Is 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 fantastic because it, it it evokes much more than the word smell, doesn't it? It, it does, really, it does. Yeah. But it was like that. But we'll talk about that in a yeah, minute, no doubt. We will, yeah. I've got yeah. to say, Tony, I'm I'm never happier than when I'm being miserable. Yes, exactly that. It's what my wife says. It's being so miserable that keeps me happy. Absolutely right. She would be right. Uh, hopefully, we what J.K. J.K. What did Roger Waters write? Hear the lark and hearken to the barking of the dog fox gone to yes, grab. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Um, amongst amongst many other amongst many uh, others. But I always like that lyric. I always like that. Hear the lark and hark to the barking of the gun to ground. I yes, talk- that's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they they had their they their the degree of whimsy about yeah. them in their early days. Or, or also known as <laughs> also known as LSD. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Uh, anyway, moving on, uh, before I take some, uh, some may say I already have, I don't know. On the show tonight in part one. We discuss the Chelsea versus Arsenal match. Yes, indeed. Now, Chelsea still not being able to beat the press, the midfield being bullied by a much nastier Arsenal side than we've seen for years, and the air of resignation hanging around, as I mentioned in the uh, introduction. Now, was this match a fair reflection of where the team, two teams are at the moment? We will be asking that question. And in part two, we also ask, is it old news that we're not Chelsea anymore? Uh, we try and unravel the complicated narrative. Um, this has really been prompted by my uh, very civilised uh, exchanges with the lovely Claire on Twitter. And uh, we ask, I don't normally, you know, give Twitter too much consideration, as everybody knows, but Claire kind of prompted me to do so. But it's best done here, I think. Anyway, ask, is it time for a reality check? And we ask, is Potter lucky or unlucky? That'll be a good one. Uh, in part three, we have a quick chat about the Champions League draw pitting us against Borussia Dortmund, and we preview Wednesday night's Caribou Cup match against Man City. And we wrap up in part four with some high-quality emails to read out. All very good, again, as they always are this week. Uh, and uh, as ever, don't forget, you can listen to the you can listen to the show live. That's right, every Monday. Every Monday and Friday, 7pm, by going to Mixler. New address for Mixler, chelsea-fancast.mixler.com. And uh, if you do, you will uh, exchange views and opinions with some absolutely top-class people, many of whom have been who have been known to the Chelsea Fancast for a long time, many of whom we've had the absolute delight and pleasure to meet, many of whom we haven't and we would love to meet. There is a really good bunch in there, so uh, get yourselves in there. Have a bit of fun on a Monday night, Might maybe even grab a beer, particularly if you're on the uh, west coast of uh, 
of uh, America where it'll be breakfast. I can always recommend a breakfast beer uh, or, or wherever you are in the world. Anyway, go and do that. It's great fun. I would I would do that if I wasn't sitting here doing the flaming show, I can tell you. Anyway, uh, you can also follow us, of course, on all the socials at Chelsea Fan- Fancast. And uh, do not forget, you can listen and subscribe on Acast, Spotify, Apple, all podcast platforms. And uh, if you do, make sure you give us a stonkingly glowing five-star review because we deserve nothing less. Uh, we will be back in a minute. Yeah, it's really interesting, actually, because, oh, God, I had, I had such a, a I mean, I, I don't know why. I just couldn't get out of bed on Sunday morning, so I, I got up late, and it was not the not the thing, because I wanted to get up to town about 10 o'clock, maybe half 10, maybe grab a quick beer. Absolutely stupidly screwed it up, So and the traffic was terrible, because the, the, it was like a biblical deluge, actually. In fact, I nearly called tonight's show Après la Deluge, but... Uh, <laughs> Um, which would have actually been really appropriate if you actually understand where that quote came from. But anyway, I didn't. Um, I literally walked in as the last post was going, which seemed to be actually really quite, again, appropriate. Uh, but uh, it was, was no perfect. It, it was. I mean, he was wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. I didn't. I couldn't see the trumpeter. Was he actually? Oh, he was just opposite the, just to the left of the Chelsea dugout. Right. So I couldn't see him. Uh, they wouldn't let start. me in because it was, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. But he was phenomenal. He yeah. was phenomenally emotional. Yeah. Not a pin. No, well, no. it's always really, the way. Always the way with Chelsea, isn't it? We we brilliant. do respect it brilliantly. Anyway, brilliant. like J.K., I wanted to start with the Pat Nevin thing because it was remarkable, considering what a foul mood I was in. And I mean, then Clayton and I had to like wait until the rain, you know, died down a bit so that we didn't get too drenched walking to the Troubadour. But yeah, it was just, as JK said, it was just a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful uh, kind of afternoon spent with Pat, uh, just Pat opining about everything that we asked him, uh, signing everything that we put in front of him. And he's just an absolute class A delight. He really, really is. But uh, apart from that, the other thing I wanted to reflect on about that was how absolutely lovely it was to see the Troubadour packed out with uh, people who, who listen to the show regularly. And it was so lovely to, I'm, you know, old friend Smithy was there. You know, it's always lovely to see him. A few of the fan casters were there uh, and some uh, people that I've not had the chance to meet before. I saw Daryl and Oscar. It was lovely to see them. Uh, Ty or Rye Tompelson from uh, Discord. Quite a lot of people from the Discord group. Lovely to see, you know, I, there are so many people I, I bumped into and had a chat with last night. It would be, I can't name you all because I'd be here all night, but you know who great. you are. They were great. Yeah. So many people. They were absolutely brilliant. I take my hat off to you. You're great guys, wonderful, and and gals, wonderful stuff. Yeah, it was lovely, lovely vibe in there, wasn't there? Oh, I thought brilliant, and the the people coming up and saying really love the show, loved it. Thank you so much. Yeah, really. It, it, you don't know what it means. It means so much to us as well because you know it, it's just lovely to get. It means we might do it for another week at least. Yeah, well, more than that, ten yeah. days. Okay. But to, to to meet people was fantastic. Yeah. I love absolutely. But the beautiful thing, J.K. 
you know, and that's why I, I mean, I, I'm I'm beginning to fall in love with the Troubadour as a venue as well. Actually, I think it's the I, I kind of had an inkling it was, but I now know that it is the perfect venue for these gigs if we sell them out because there was a great atmosphere in there because it was full. It's a lovely place. I love all the staff. They're really lovely people. The food's all right. There's great beer there. It's a great part of town, very near to the ground. I'm really beginning to fall in love with it as a bit of a venue. But I'm actually thinking of going there when, when, when we're not doing a gig there, actually, maybe before or after a game. It's absolutely superb. I agree completely. Yeah, but it's, you know, like I said, we, we built a community by doing this show that is all over the world, which is quite remarkable. And I always felt that other than getting great people like Pat to speak, it's nice to get people that we don't get the chance to meet to come along and meet them. I think it's lovely. So anyway, next one will be in December and we will get somebody equally lovely um, and uh, we'll call it our Christmas get-together because it will be in December. So JK and I will be wearing Santa hats. By the way, I had a lovely chat with James, if you remember, who was so in, in yes. intrigued, trying to get songs going. and I, I He, he a... loved the Tuchel song, didn't he, that I wrote? Absolutely. He recited it he word did. for word. I know. I was so impressed. And I said we must try and get the... Uh, Sid Celery's uh, There's Nothing Like Reese James going, if it's possible, even just a bit of it. Well, you should do it at the next one. Yeah. 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 Yeah, because I know you would. You're a performer, mate. I'm happy to do whatever you like, Ginge. Yeah, Except mate. that slight moment where you said, we've got 10 minutes now and Jonathan will, will regale <laughs> you a series of songs and the room went slightly slightly silent. <laughs> I, think, I, I think they couldn't, I don't think they they could tell whether I was joking or not. No, indeed, indeed, indeed. I think the look on my face of, of horror. Yeah, yeah of horror slightly gave it away. So Yeah, yeah I know. But uh, no, it's brilliant, brilliant evening. Lovely to see everybody. Smithy, Carol, Neil Beard. Oh, and uh, Andy Cairns from Therapy was there. Uh, who's a great band, a great friend of the show. You know, I did a, a My Chelsea with him a while back. He was even wearing a Killing Joke T-shirt in my honour, which I was absolutely touched by. And, uh, yeah, Mark Meehan was there kind of celebrating his birthday. My my old mate Matt Skilton from my first his job. Book. Mark's brilliant book. Mark's brilliant book. Tim, we met t- uh, Tim there, who does all the mugs and stuff. Richard Shallow was there. He did a mug specially for Pat. Did you see that mug? No, I didn't, no. Richard who is a an artist apart from anything else but he 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 does lovely cartoons uh he's done the cover for the the new book right of mark's book and he did uh like a a mise-en-scene of pat playing against newcastle when he beat about their entire team and then beat them again and he gave it to pat pat was absolutely touched brilliant so there you go it is absolutely chucking it down outside. I can hear what feels like golf balls landing on my roof. So I hope, I hope people aren't getting too distracted by that. Anyway, the point, why am I talking about this? Well, apart from saying thank you for everybody for turning up, like Jilly as well, Carol, if I haven't mentioned. I mean, as I said, I could t- go on for ages talking about people that I met there. Um, and I, I won't because it'll, it'll be dreadfully boring for those of you who haven't been there. Just suffice to say that JK and I were absolutely touched. We love the evening. But, of course, the best thing of all was it was the perfect antidote to what was an awful, awful... I mean, you know, forget the result for a minute and all of that. It was an awful fucking game. It was error-strewn, nervy. It was like watching Wimbledon play. I'm not just us, by the way. Fouls, you know, cheating, diving, rolling around on the floor, the ball going up in the air. I mean, actually, do you know what? The one thing we didn't talk about yesterday, JK, which was perhaps a bit meh of us... It can't have really been helped. But that, talking about the weather outside at the moment, it can't have really have been helped by the weather because I did see a few players falling over and slipping over and it was wet and windy and pretty grim. So 
maybe that didn't help. But it, it was an you know an awful game to watch, wasn't it? Well, other it was awful on many levels. It was awful because we were so clearly not in it, and it was awful because they are um, uh, so far in advance of. Um, what we're trying to achieve, whatever it is we are trying to achieve. And um, there was a kind of, I, I actually thought this is a team who are going to finish top three playing. It was like watching us playing against a lower team from a few years ago where we completely dominate them. And and you were just thinking, how many goals are we going to score? And it's inevitable we're going to win. And um, I find it very difficult to watch Chelsea playing that way because we're not used to our team playing as if we're going to finish well other than in the Anna Cerebris that Mourinho took over but that was there was a kind of almost if the play, the players had, had downed tools during that period if you remember right and William was the the great savior um but uh I, I felt that they didn't actually know our team what they were doing and thinking about it the more I think about the game I wonder whether he's trying to give them a certain way of playing and they're not quite sure what they're supposed to be doing. And as a consequence of that, they, they're they not really clued into what method is supposed to be going into it. And um, so ultimately in the second half after they've scored, because also I mean credit to Arsenal for closing down, they seem to, which well, we seem to sporadically, we'd have a period of the game where suddenly we're closing down. You think, is that what we're doing now? We're closing down. And then we'd stop and, and not close down. You think, oh, has the policy changed now? We're playing a different tactic. And it seems to me that he he's almost throwing different tactics at them to play. And I don't think the players know what they're supposed to be doing in this environment. Um, uh, it just seems that, that you know, are you, you're not going to tell me that we've got uh, worse players than Arsenal because we haven't. We've got some, I mean, there is the odd one or two that you just think can't cope with this level of competence. Uh, I'm afraid Cheek falls into that. I'm sorry for those who've had a go at me for not liking Loftus-Cheek. No, but, you're right. But I, I don't think he, he he plays okay when also he's been forced to play in the wrong positions. Let's let's put our you know cards on the table about what's going on at the moment. They are really hamstrung, the side, by not having a wing-back. Now, Whoever, I keep going on about this, but whoever's policy was to think that Dave... Well, I, I've been meaning to talk to you about this for weeks because I accept that. If they thought that Dave was the solution, clearly oh, it's not. But I no. think it would have been very hard. Well, I actually disagree with this because actually I think you need competition for places everywhere. But yeah, I think the theory goes that they wouldn't, have got some, they wouldn't have got somebody really, really good to come in behind Rhys James. No. Oh, I agree. I agree. I agree. So it's tricky. But there should have been somebody who could perhaps it's Fafana. Do we know that he can play no, wing back? No, he's left sided and he's, he's a, 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 a centre back. We're talking about centre back playing left side. Yeah. So, but but once again, this leads back into this into the um, the whole um, Abramovich going and them not having enough time to buy players and therefore Rudiger going. I mean, I have to say that Pat was so interesting about Rudiger. He just said he was an absolutely phenomenal player. Yeah. And what a loss he was to the side because he said you just didn't get past Rudiger and Rudiger he said he, he can't remember anybody getting past him if you if he was up there to tackle you he got the ball I mean it was or, or you oh yeah or you of course but he said also but a completely brilliant brilliant player and what a loss he is and Kula Bali is not 
is he was saying he was about fifth choice, which is very interesting. And he said how he said how Moyes just used to write a whole list of people down when he um, uh, I don't know what era period this was. Pat was talking about because Moyes never managed him but Moyes would write a whole series of people down a list of who he wanted for a position and they might find themselves buying the seventh out of ten ten because people weren't available people didn't want to come uh, so what was it Messi Ronaldo uh, Neymar exactly exactly you know Charlie Adams that's right. In the end, he got run. Yeah, yeah. I thought yes, he didn't like um, Alex saying that Charlie Adams. No, he was a, didn't, did he? Because in fact, Charlie, that was the worst example that she could have used actually. Because Charlie, he's not Adams, a clogger. No, and he plays he's a for thug, Scotland. but he's not a clogger. And, yeah, but he was actually a very good yeah. passer of the ball indeed. I mean, that chip he scored against us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was he was a good player. He was a good player. So he actually he he bridled slightly at that. I thought, mm. oh God, it's one of his friends. Um, but. Um, um, anyway, so so yes, we we haven't got a, so, and also we've been absolutely stuck with with injuries. I've gone about that. Yes, I understand, but um, it clearly is. It's clearly the fact that we are we were hoping for an Une Emery bounce when he came in, like yesterday, Villa beat United and they played out of their skins, and we haven't had that. Well, we have because we didn't yeah. lose a match for eleven matches. No, but we didn't play very well, Chidge. Come on, we didn't play well. You know, Villa should have taken us to the cleaners. We relied in... T- you could tell the 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 writing was on the wall for me in the Villa game when we're always seeing is a repetition of... is like poor old Cucurella, who is, is absolutely... There's something not working in his head at the moment. And, and he's having right, to Do you know what? Yesterday, yeah. I thought, playing in a position that he can play in, he was one of our better players yesterday, honestly. Yeah. I, I'd like to agree with you, but I don't. Oh, well, that's I fine. Think... I, I just agree with you. I do agree completely. with you. Yeah, well, there's two against one. However, there are three we of win. me. We win. Tony, we win. There are three of me now. <laughs> and, um, um... The kid gang. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on you. Um, that that no, represents but... all of your personalities, obviously. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, there are seven of them. Seven of them. <laughs> um, but, um, uh, and there were just two. I mean, you know, the goal. For goodness sake, what was he doing? Just holding on. Well, to I've heard yeah. that it was Havertz who was responsible for that. Oh, no, 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 they both were. Yeah, because they missed. I have the to ball. hold my hand up here. They, they missed I, I missed. Ball. I missed the goal completely. I was talking to my mate next door and fucking missed the whole thing. Okay. Well, no. Yeah. In fact, it was kicked in very low. That they. Oh, everybody missed it. Um. Uh, unfortunately, as was highlighted on match of the day last night. Um. Uh, um. Cucurella was holding on to. Um, Jacka, yeah, I mean, just loot. It was a penalty anyway. He's holding on to it for God's sake. That I don't know what. Oh God, what was he doing? And it just missed everybody. It was horrendous. It was horrendous. But once again, there are too many horrendous things going on. And I think they're all at sea because he's he's trying to get them to play a certain way. And if we use Arteta as the as the uh, the benchmark, it is going to take us three years to find a way of playing. Are we capable as fans, as a club, of waiting for three years? That's the entire show. It's time to go home now. I hope you've all really enjoyed it. Um, I'm going to go for an early night and an Ovaltine. And Jonathan's going to sing the Ovaltinies song to me as I do. No, 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 don't, 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 don't. Happy girls and boys. But you've, you've, you've nailed it, mate. I mean, that, that really is it, isn't it? Tony, have you got anything to say to, uh, not to JK, but in response to what he just said? I, 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 I'm in agreement on some things. I I, I don't agree. I thought Cucurella and, until the goal, and and even where I was sat, it was hard to see what exactly happened. It looked to all of us that it had gone straight in from the corner. That's what it looked like. Um, 
it, it was one of those corners that normally wouldn't beat the first man. I mean, it wasn't a good corner. Um, but Cucurella was, yeah, he was holding on to Xhaka, so it should have, it could have been a penalty uh, if if Arsenal had kicked off about that. Had it not gone in, I think we'd have had very little argument on on that point. But I thought yesterday he showed bite. He showed he was prepared to go in for tackles. Unlike he looked more comfortable several, to me playing left back, basically. Well, unlike several other players who were out on the pitch who absolutely pulled out of tackles shamefully. Well, I, I, name some tackles. names here. Yeah, I will. Uh, Kai Havertz, absolutely yeah. dismal, dismal beyond belief. Those I can't believe that. I thought he was going to be a class player. He's living off a goal from the Champions League. He's a passenger. He showed no spine. If that's what Germany have got, Christ, people should be. But maybe, maybe like a lot of players in the Premier League at the moment, or it's quite interesting actually. Sorry to butt in, yes. Tony. Sorry to well, butt in. Well, his mind. Well, yeah. I mean, it's interesting. I was listening to a bit of talk sport this morning, and I, I you know, you may, you may all deride me for this, but uh, I'm, I'm a bit, a bit biased because I interviewed him many years ago, and I actually liked him a lot because he has a huge sense of humour, and he's not quite as scary as he likes to portray. And I used to bump into him regularly on Winchester Station because uh, he used to be the Southampton manager and I think he must have lived quite nearby. I'm talking about Graham Souness. Yeah. Who I actually kind of really liked as a player. I thought he was a phenomenal player. And of course, he used to kick people for fun, which always gets my vote. But he was really interesting today because he was saying, on the one hand, yes, mentally, a lot of these players are at the World Cup already. But on the other hand, you can't do that in the Premier League because it's just too frenetic. So you can't... You can't go around trying to pull out of tackles and things because it's just too hard. So yeah. he, he didn't really give an answer in a way, Tony, but he kind of presented both sides of it. But from what you're saying is Havard certainly is, you know, got the World Cup in mind and be a few others too, I would suspect. Yeah. So my, my point here is is that you know, I watched Cucurella very carefully yesterday. Apart from it's very difficult where we sit to see what's happening down the other end because our angles can be misleading. So I didn't see... He's bollocks up for the goal. But he, he was showing some bite. He was showing some some ability to get into the tackle. Raheem Sterling must have pulled out of Christ knows how many tackles yesterday. World Cup on his mind. No doubt about that. He was shameful yesterday. He shouldn't have been on the pitch more than 20 minutes. Kai Havertz. Now, people will berate me for this. I know Clayton thinks he's classy. You're all calling the silky German. I look and I see a sackcloth German. Not silky, right? I'm seeing, I'm the man, I'm the little boy going, the emperor's got no clothes on. He's naked, right? He's an absolute passenger. And I'm sorry, I want players out there who would die for Chelsea, if you like, on the pitch. And he's just the languid, lolloping around. Oh, and he's, sh- I mean, the, the effort in the first half where he spooned it over to the bloody corner flag was... That was awful, I agree. Shocking beyond belief for a professional footballer. I'll go at Loftus Cheek. I agree with JK here. There have been occasional little sparks of the player that we thought he was always going to be. But not yesterday and not for a while now. He's like a giraffe in the middle of the park that just wanders around and spins around occasionally and it, nothing. And gets caught in possession. Caught, caught in possession and uh, it, there was just too many things. Now, I will say this. We lost that game yesterday by a fluke goal because I don't think Arsenal had much else. They had the, the well, closest they Three shots a, on target between us in the, in the yeah. entire game. Right. They Ramsdale had two, we had one. Ramsdale didn't have to make a save, did he? Ramsdale didn't have to make. No. He could have had a deck chair, a glass of Rioja and a cigar. 
I thought, I thought he did actually. Box, but you know, um, but he could have done nothing all game. Uh, I don't think Mendy. Mendy made one good save, I think, uh, one one good shot stop that that was was needed because it looked like it was going to go in. But yesterday, I wouldn't have given an Arsenal player more than six out of ten, and I wouldn't have given a Chelsea player more than six out of ten. It was that sort of game. Well, it's, it's, like, it was bang average across the yeah. entire park. Not well, one player. And it, I bet the Arsenal fans are sitting there thinking, we could, well, they got away with that. They don't care. Little... They got three points. Of course they don't. Of course they don't. But they they can't sit there and say. Well, I bet they'd have had trouble naming a man of the match because well, I fucking did. I, I agree, but that's what I was saying earlier on. You know, I, I actually think that they cancelled each other out and I'm not surprised because the interesting thing is is that we were saying on Friday, JK, or I was, I was like, I want to I see the match Arsenal. I want to see them go 4-2-3-1 uh, and that's exactly what we did. Trouble is, bloody Arteta, having played 4-2-3-1 for the yeah. entire season... Goes four three three, which of course gave them what an advantage in midfield. So I think the match was lost in the midfield. We were talking about this last night, weren't we? Odegaard, Party, and Xhaka against our midfield of effectively Cheek and Jorginho. There was only going to be one winner. But I thought the other thing that really came up to you know, well, you know, basically made us come a cropper was the fact that. Arsenal's game is all about pressing, and they pressed us. You know just religiously through the entire game and we know JK I mean we, we we shit our pants when we play Southampton and Leeds and teams like that because that's what they do and the minute we get pressed we can't cope and that's when our game basically I thought fell apart you know the number of errors the number of passes that went awry you know getting caught on in possession all the time Arsenal did that to us but they also and another thing we talked about last night which we were a bit upset about because we were playing Arsenal was that we were bullied we were bullied by them. And I don't like seeing a Chelsea side get bullied because we've seen a Chelsea side for the last 20 years that do it to other teams. It's physically, uh, mentally, you name it. But Arsenal bullied us yesterday. And, and I, I thought if there's a difference between the two teams, I said this to you, I think, last night, didn't I, JK? If there's a difference between the two teams, one is a team. They all played for each other. They fought for each other. They knew what each other was going to do. And Chelsea were a shambles compared to that. Like you said, they looked like they didn't know what they were doing. They looked like they hadn't played together much. But actually, the reality is that's kind of true. Potter's used 29 different players in the 12 or whatever it is matches he's had. In in different positions. Arteta, I think, has played that 11 in about 11 Premier League games this season. I'm not quite sure of the, of the number of games, but it's it's it, a lot of them. I think it might be about 11. And they played like a team. They looked like yeah. a team. And we didn't. Yeah. But that's the... I, 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 I go back to that. I, I would still say that from Arsenal's perspective, if I was an Arsenal fan walking away from that game yesterday, I would have said a controlled 1-0 win. Right? You know, they didn't really have to do that much. And I on my... CFC, my observations set tweets afterwards. I, you know, I made the point that they were slicker than us. Yeah, they were first to every loose ball. Right, they had a midfield. Um, I, I fuck only knows what's ever happened to our midfield. I know what the answer is, but he ain't playing for us at the moment. Right, um, but we are missing a, a midfield giant. We're missing someone like Ballack who could stop the game if he wanted to, who could push forward with the ball, or a Frank, a box-to-box one. Conor Gallagher's probably the closest we got to that, and he got on, what, 15 minutes from the end? But, you know, even we though... Disappointed, Tony, we were disappointed that he didn't start, because yes. we had 
We had him in our teams, didn't yeah, we? Well, I had Zakaria down as well. I thought after what he did, yeah, I think he had. I think he had. He, an, he picked up. An, he, remember, he got subbed off against Dinamo uh, with a knock on seventy minutes. So maybe he still had a knock. But he, he, possibly he was on the bench yesterday, though. But I still think he he it, injuries aside, if we don't know for certain, he he deserved to start after his rather excellent performance in midweek. Now take that aside. We bought on Brozier. Brozier did not win. Not one single-headed ball. It was. He had two defenders. He had two defenders on him the entire game, then, Tony. Well, then he's not the answer, then, is he? Well, he, he was not. It was answer. not the answer. Putting, uh, you know, a young kid against two central defenders because he's never going to win that battle. Even Drogba would have struggled against that. He needed support. Uh-huh. Hang on, he needed support, and he got fuck all. Because yeah, do you know what they were doing? They were the just critics, hoofing the, the ball up were... to him. They were just hoofing the ball up yeah, to him like it was fucking Wimbledon. After yeah, the but the critics, the critics are all over going, Adam Yesley's sitting again, what's Aubameyang doing? I said, he's not doing anything because nobody's giving yes, him the ball. Exactly that. He was just an isolated... We, we, we well, why, why, you know why? Because Arsenal... Arsenal cut an isolated figure because no one... Was, was yeah. playing to but his, Arsenal, his, his it wasn't. It wasn't just about. I mean, you know, you're right. They isolated Aubameyang, but they did it by pressing the shit out of Mount, Sterling, and yeah. Havertz. Yeah, no, and, and they do. Yeah. And I think they deliberately, not not so much Mount, because I honestly think he's so Chelsea. He's not even thinking about England and the World Cup in the back of his mind. But Sterling, there's no question in my look. We sat here last season and the season before, uh, and J.K. sat there and 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 rightfully criticised Timo Werner because of his inability or his unwillingness to go in for a tackle. Well, I saw that time after time yesterday with Sterling. I was screaming, get get him off the pitch. This is the Sterling. We've bought the Sterling. He's devalued, mate. England against Iceland in 2016. That's the one we've got. He's devalued, mate. I don't think that it's that he's, he's trying to play for the world. I thought that was world. funny. I don't think he's... <laughs> Ah, ah, yes, yes. <laughs> Fuck Sorry, Ch- uh, Ch- JK, I was a bit slow off the mark there. Sorry, <laughs> delayed I reaction. I didn't hear it, uh, but I, I understood it now. You said devalued. Yes. <laughs> yes. Very good, Chid. Thank you. Very. It's all right. I'm here all fucking week. Very funny. Um, uh, no, seriously. <laughs> there's applause and there's taking the piss. And I'm not taking the piss. It really I should have been on the ball. I've lost. The moment's been lost. I'm so sorry. Um. But I, I don't think that it's he's 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 holding back for the World Cup. I don't think he's good enough. I, I think it's as simple as that. Or he doesn't really know where he's supposed to be playing. And to be fair to him, he's been left back, he's been wing back, he's been on the right, he's been in the middle. And I don't think they've worked out a pattern for, that works for him at all. And I just think they're being drawn into a whole series of, well, you could do this or come here. And half the time they're just thinking, what am I supposed to be doing now? Where am I running? What's happening? I mean, I agree completely, Tony Abamyang. In fact, I mentioned this in the fan by. He, he was then on the left, he was on the right, he was in the middle, and the ball just wasn't getting to him. And the, he, the most awful occasions, the two occasions when he could have scored, were when Havertz had actually got past the, um, the defence and all he had to do was lay the ball into his path twice. And both occasions, Havertz played that ridiculously long over centre, which what the fuck was a man of his supposed skill doing? Kicking the ball off for a throw, for goodness sake. And the other one, when he did that feeble shot at goal, when it was so much easier to have passed across to Aubameyang, who'd made the run. So mm. I I, uh, I felt for Aubameyang because it would have been lovely if he'd scored. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, I, I don't think Sterling's... Um, you know, Sterling in the last four games hasn't had a shot. The goal he scored against... 
um, Zagreb was uh, not having scuffed and missed some open goals. He suddenly scored that one. It was a neat goal. But once again, we're playing Zagreb, who finished bottom of the, of the group. And uh, I mean, Arsenal, which is, I, I don't agree with you about this cancelling each other out. I think... Um, I, I, I think they they had still had fifth. They still had fourteen chances to our five. We had five shots. They had fourteen. They still had a go. Yeah. They they controlled the, the game, J.K. Unbelievably, yeah, unbelievably slickly. I agree with that. Great moments of passing, and you just had to think we were hanging um, on for a lot of it. Let's be fair. Yeah, yeah. we were much much better. I just but, meant I meant tactically in a sense, really. Oh, but I think if it hadn't been for that goal for the ridiculous goal i was actually thinking i think it might be nil nil yeah. because we, we we appear to be because yeah. silver other than his the odd odd mistake when he's out of his out of position because he he's having to go wide to do a tackle um uh, and chalabar chalabar was excellent chalabar is playing excellently out of his uh, skin out of his he is yeah. he is but you've got dave puffing so much because he's really trying his heart out and he's you know he's little legs are going but you just think that you know you're not the alternate you're not the answer dave i'm afraid there um and he brings on you know all the the heavy attackers he brings on pulisic who you know uh, we we hardly see he brings on um all all the forwards uh who was the other one he brought and he obviously brought on Brogy. who had I, all right i agree completely not not a single header had some interesting mazy runs where he almost put connor in on one occasion i love the way that connor gets into the penalty area and 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 is there for a shot which nobody else seems to be doing but once again that by then 70 minutes into the game it's it's tactically different isn't it he's come up with another another way of playing that i don't quite understand which makes us more vulnerable at the back obviously because we've got more attackers and i was surprised that arsenal didn't score in that period but they were sort of containing themselves and then they did the dark arts and they fall over and they get cramp and um but the other thing we were discussing was that there was the aggression you were saying about them. It's confidence. It's the confidence of the manager. It's the fact that the manager um, strolls all the time out of his box, goes into Potter's area. Um, Tuchel would have told him to fuck off. Potter doesn't. Potter just looks at him. Tuchel a, would have fucking chinned him. He would have chinned him, Brett. Yeah. Um, he, Klopp, he, Klopp did, didn't he, last he year? He's onto the pitch. He's onto the pitch. The, the occasion when... Dave got the ball from him. He, he, the, Dave was then on the touchline. He shouted in Dave's ear in order to make his point because he was being aggressive with Dave because Dave had grabbed the ball from him as he went past. He's He seems to me to be... He has grown with the team. He's got yeah, confidence. he has. And, you know, and good luck to him, really, because, and, and as you said, Chidge, the very fact that in the, the final minutes when you thought that it was... Um, <laughs> we should we should explain this. No, hang on. We we should give this some context. That I, I was conscious of a of a a set to in the yeah. corner flag between uh, you know between the shed end and the and the east stand. Yes. And and, and, and and you know me. If there's any chance of a ruck, I'm like, yeah, fucking get in there, Chelsea Agro. I was loving it all, but I couldn't really see what was going on. I thought it was Conor Gallagher. So when the melee finished and they were all everybody was sauntering off. And the referee came over to Chiloba. I was like, what the fuck's he... And apparently J.K. said to me, because he's a lot nearer, he said, Chidge, Chidge, it was Chiloba. How could you fucking confuse Chiloba with Conor Gallagher? Which is a, a very good point. I have no idea, mate. And it was because him and Jacker both went together. But what was really interesting was how, which is something that I've noticed that they did all the game, which is they did the thing of surrounding the yeah. ref. It was illegal, but they did it earlier on uh, as well on a couple of... They did it to try to get <coughs> Dave sent off when he got booked for going for the ball, if you remember, with a high a high foot. And they all went round the ref. 
And they all did this thing of gesticulating with their foot, you know, as if somehow it was a high tack, high. And they're all going kicking. They're all kicking their legs in the air like horses. They're all going. Maybe back. it was a dance routine. Oliver, hey, it would have been better if it See had on been. TikTok next week. And it would have been crap, a crap dance routine. But uh, but uh, and even then, then bloody Ramsdale came over and did it. And I actually said, I can't believe I said this in the East End. I said, Ramsdale, just fuck off. Back to yes. your goal. Get in fuck there, off. JK. Get in <laughs> there. <laughs> I said, what the ridiculousness of that. I said, God, they're all doing this same day of action. He went for the ball and it wasn't that high, but he did a, the player did an enormous twist and turn and lie down on the ground and everything and injured. And then it is up seconds later and sprinting off. But they absolutely surrounded Oliver in the same way they surrounded Chalaba, all about seven of them. Very few Chelsea players that, were in. That really disappointed me. That really, because you know, Rudiger and Mount, and I mean, oh, we used to laugh Rudiger about would it. Rudiger would have been in there. And, Rudiger well, we, would have been, oh. we used to laugh about it, didn't we? The, yeah, the, the, yeah. There'd, be, there'd be an off somewhere at one end of the pitch. And then Rudiger would always be the first on the scene, and he'd have run 60 metres yeah, to get yeah. there, and he'd still get there before everybody else. Yeah. Yeah, I was really disappointed to see that nobody nobody backed him up, and it was right down by the oh, the Arsenal away fans were as well. So he would have yeah. needed more fucking support. Yes, and I was really hoping that somebody was just going to chin somebody and get sent off. Even if it yeah. was one of ours, I wouldn't have minded because the Arsenal players kind of deserved it anyway. Tone, I'm going off on one. No, no, no. I, it's it, it, it's kind of indicative. You you we go back. We used to get harangued in the press, didn't we? Because. Uh, uh, you know, around, Jose yeah. and, and Carlo's time or whatever. Our pl- Ballack was another one. He was, you know, of, often the first one to be standing there, almost nose to nose with the referee. You know, um, as if to say, "Don't like, you know who I am? I am Michael yeah. Ballack of the Manchester." Exactly. And, and and you know, or or and I'm scared of cheese. Know, if one of our players got kicked up in the air, you knew that Ballack in the in the in the vein of of Ron Harris, Ballack mm. or JT would be. You'd be marked yeah. after that. You just did that to one of our players, yeah. you know. Um, and I just think we 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 do we do miss that. There is, you know, I've I've long maintained that uh, as he's not a captain, it, it's not the captaincy that I would expect from our club. Um, I don't think Silver is either. Um, it, you know, it's, it, it, again, it goes back to this. It's just an honorary title, really, for those players from those from those countries. Whereas, you know, for for English boys, I think it means a lot, lot more to be captain, uh, or British boys. But it's, it's about swagger, isn't it? And I think JK well, JK yeah, made uh, an excellent point about Arteta there. There's an yeah. arrogance and a swagger. It makes but us want to punch him. Someone tweeted, I think it was the Independent, tweeted yesterday, he said, you know, this is the sort of swagger that could win them the title. No, like, they ain't going to win the title. And I went... I said you, did, you can watch the game, mate, because Arsenal didn't have any swagger no, about them. They, they didn't. I don't think they... they, they, they I don't think they were... I mean, they what they did, they did very well, but they yes. weren't they weren't impressive. But I mean, no. go go back to captaincy, and as I said, I equated what J.K. was saying with Arteta, and he's right. There's an arrogance and a swagger yes. about him, and people like that, you need to fucking chin and take them down. Now, you know that's what you want from a captain on the pitch. You know, Ballack was like that, and I, I joked about. Don't you know who I am? I'm Michael Ballack, the captain of the Mansha. That's what he was about, and J.T. was like that as well. Drogba was like that as well. You know, big, big yeah. players. And that that's it. That's what you want as your leader. He will not take a step back, you know, from anybody because of who they think they are. 
uh, and we don't have that. And we ha- but we haven't had. You know, we, I could have put. You know, I could have put many things in the running order tonight. Uh, I, I did put no spark, no fight. The stench of resignation hung in the air. But actually, I could have said we don't have enough leadership. But you know what? We haven't had leadership in this team for a long. Well, cr- frankly, not since JT left. Really, I don't think. You know, but then leaders like JT don't come around very often. Final point, really, boys, on this part. I mean, JK, we kind of alluded to it a lot. I mean, I, I do. I think the answer to this is yes. I think it is a fair reflection of of where the two teams are. And and you made a, a good point earlier on saying, well, it might take us three years to get there. But I was kind of thinking of that question in the context of what you said, which is, you know, Arteta has had three years to mould the side into a side the way that he likes to play football and they were not playing that at all well I mean I remember us playing Arsenal and they were fucking cobblers because they have no idea what they were trying to do a bit like what you're saying we are now but he's got got in players that he knows will play the way he he wants to play he's got rid of players who don't want to play the way he wants to play uh Yang, anybody you know and and he's had it's taken him three years to do it um it might take us three years to do it it might it might be that Potter can't ever get them to do it it might be quicker than that. The, what the, the point I'd like to make within all of this, JK, is really picking up on what you said about they clearly don't know what they're doing. Well, number one, until he starts to play a settled side, I don't think it will work. And two, we've often wondered on this show what the effects of playing with several of our managers recently has been. Conte, with his addiction to wing-backs and defensiveness, Sarri with his obsession with passing sideways and backwards and Tuchel a kind of a combination of the two but everything very very you know it's all about set patterns and all of that and you know we've talked about players being a bit robotic as a result and I wonder if you know it's a bit like you know, I don't. I'm sorry about this, but I've been read. I've been watching. I've been absolutely addicted this, to this bloody SAS Rogue uh, Warriors thing on the box, which the Peaky Blinders. Me too. And I've been struck by that whole point, which is that they were in the army, which is known for being disciplined and not allowing people to think. It's just you do what we tell you to do, and they were the antithesis of that because they were all allowed to question orders, to think for themselves. And I wonder if you get kind of managers like Conte, Sarri, and Tuchel, players lose the ability to think for themselves. And that, and when the plan goes to shit, they don't know what to do next. And the, and the thing about that SAS program was there was actually one of the blokes in there said that they said we we have to learn how to question every order because when the plan goes to shit, we'll have to think for ourselves. And I I think there's a lack of that in there, and yeah. that worries me. Silence. Well, I think one of the no, not silence, far from it. Thought, just a deep thought, second. deep thought. Thank you. I apologise. I retract. I retract that stupid statement immediately. Very much, thank you. Um, <laughs> your your uh, honour. I think my train of thought has been slightly disturbed now. Um, <laughs> uh, I had a very good answer to what you were saying. Fuck, no, sorry, I think, mate. No, I, I've got it. I've got it. I think what happened, unfortunately, you you have to clear them out. You've got to clear those players out. Yeah. If that's if that's and if you think they've all been bought by various managers or all play a certain way. Um, uh, and once again, we, it, we, it's back to this argument that it, it's the it's the the club of chaos that has always won trophies because of the chaos, because of the 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 strange um, scattergun approach to signing people. Some of them work, some of them don't. It's up to the manager to make them work. But somehow he only has two years before he goes because 
he can only make them play one way and then they either object or they can't do what he wants. So he's out. Um, and you wonder to what extent it's the players not wanting to do it as well, because mm. they they know they're making so much money they can go somewhere else. So to an extent, if you want the manager to be completely in control and to change the whole perspective of the way that Chelsea um, run the club, we've talked about this before, Chidge, you have to change the philosophy completely. And uh, and it then means you we have to then expect um, not finishing in the in the top 10 and um, being really disappointed with some of the performances, which I'm not convinced as supporters we will. Well, we will accept. I'd like to get onto that in part two, because I think it's going to change tack a bit, actually, and talk a little bit more about Potter. Uh, hopefully in a fair and not too negative way. But uh, before that, something that is, well, I, I, you know, I mean, how how would I describe this absolutely brilliant piece of literature? I, I wouldn't necessarily, I wouldn't say the fa- uh, the fanzine's negative. The fanzine is a bit like, I think actually, do you know what? In a way, we are the the audio equivalent of the fanzine. I think in a sense, we kind of do have the same kind of tone. Anyway, yes, the fanzine, the Chelsea, uh, the CFC UK fanzine, the best. Chelsea fanzine there is bar none um it will be I don't I don't know if Dave's doing one during the World Cup actually um he hasn't said anything yet I kind of hope so um but anyway um there is a a fairly recent one uh out of course you now won't get the chance to get one we'll talk about that in a minute as well uh not at the match anyway um but you can get it I suspect up at City on uh Wednesday and Newcastle next Saturday but anyway if you can't get one in person panic not you can actually subscribe to this brilliant fanzine uh, and you do so by emailing fanzine at cfcuk.net. And that means you'll get one in the... If you, you can subscribe for a year, you do it on an annual basis, which means you get everyone sent to you in the post. Uh, to do that, it costs you 18 quid in, in the UK, 40 quid in Europe, uh, 56 quid in the rest of the world. But you can also uh, get a digital version instead. So you'll get it PDF, a PDF emailed to you. And uh, for a year subscription for a PDF, it's six quid or a pound each. You can pay all of this via PayPal. And as I said, you email fanzine at cfcuk.net. Now, there is another, another fanzine around. And it's actually been produced uh, by our very own Dean Mears um, as a compliment to his excellent Went to Mo Kings Meadow podcast on the Chelsea women's team. And uh, the first issue's got writers such as Dean... Uh, another one of our own, Dane Whittle, and another one of our own, Clayton, uh, as well as Rebecca Grasby, Harry Edwards, Sophie Spittle, Grace Cooper, Rianne Hoskins, and at the uh, Them Manual Faith. So there's lots of people in there we know. Um, if you love the women's team like we all do, I suggest you get that as well. Dean is doing um, you know, physical copies, which are £2 plus postage and packing. He's also doing PDF versions for a quid. Uh, if you want to go and buy one of those, you go to kingsmeadowchronicle.bigcartel.com and I recommend that you do. Now, we will be back for part two in a minute. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Chidge. JK, in all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chidge, I'd be bereft, inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live. 
It's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep, NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow, great. Uh, But yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK, and best of all... No more tears for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy. I could cry. (laughs) Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Fans, real I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to Chidge and the Boys on the Chelsea Football Fancast. Total nutters and proper Chels. Right, welcome back. This is the Chelsea Fancast. I am, of course, Stamford Chidge and the man to my left. Or is it my right? I don't know. It depends which way you're looking at the screen, I suppose. <laughs> uh, it is the absolutely wonderful, wonderful, wonderful Jonathan Kidd. I, JK, very quickly, I, I just have to say, I the, the, the cockles of my heart were warmed totally by uh, the fact that when I when I handed over the uh, the last ever Chelsea Fancast T-shirt to you for services rendered to uh, British podcasting, uh, I said I said, and here's the the real star of the Chelsea Fancast, and the entire room went into raptures of applause and agreement, you know, which I just thought was fucking wonderful. I have to say, it really <laughs> warmed my heart when that happened. I, I missed it because I was saying I'm not worthy. If you, you remember. Did. And scraping, you and did, but it's the love that you were shown. Because I said he's the real star of the show, and they were basically completely agreeing with me. It's rather interesting that lots of people shouted "Kido, Kido." They so did, didn't been, they? They'd all been listening to Love Sport. Yeah, they? yeah, yeah, yeah. So there you yeah, go. No, it was, as I said, it was uh, it was joyous. Thank you so much. Nah. That was really- because we don't get much feedback, really, do we? So we do. Nice. Every week we get bloody Mixler going on. We've got Discord, Twitter. We've got uh, emails that come you in. Do. You do, but I personally don't. I don't get Oh, that. come on. And the fan bite, you get more love than, than a loved-up person. Yeah, I get, I, when I get the odd the odd person saying, don't agree with you about that. You, know, you, no, no, you see, you are such a fucking actor, aren't you? You only ever remember the bad reviews. You, there, you get. Do you know what the ratio is? The ratio is about a hundred to one. More than that, it's about it's about um, four hundred to one. The good to You're the bad. Right. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Exactly. But but I'm the type of person who, when I played cricket, when I was quite decent, I made several centuries from the club sides I played for. I can't remember any of them, and I can only remember getting out. Yeah. Yeah. But what is that all about? Well, I can what tell is- you, but you'd have to pay me for a fifty-minute session. 
could, could you not just tell me in a sentence? I'd give you a quid. No, no, it's much more complicated than that. Oh, okay. I'm but, uh, um, you know, the bottom line is, is that, you see, if I get bad reviews, I just fucking ignore them. <laughs> I just think, <laughs> I think you're a bit of a prick, aren't you? So fuck you. And I just move I on. Well, I do that as well. But at the same time, I go, oh, my poor little heart. I always think now, particularly... Is that, the, is that the lovey coming out in you then? Yeah, Completely. yeah. He's so needy, man. He's so needy. So <laughs> I'm not needy. needy at the same time. I'm appallingly foul-mouthed when I'm on my own. Well, that's, that's an expression of the neediness. In a, in a... Oh, is it as well? Oh, God, help. But, I've, uh, I've had it. He yeah. knows me completely now. This is it. I've had it. Yeah, I've had yeah. it. And you don't oh. even have to pay. I've just given you that one for free. But anyway, <laughs> I mean, you know... <laughs> I always I see now now having you know, with a more trained uh, mind in the matters of the mind I I now just go there's clearly something up with them this has nothing to do with me and it's a wonderful oh, way one knows that. that's it's a wonderful awful. way of abrogating all responsibility I know, um, it's true, true, but anyway, isn't that denial yes probably but it's a good defence um mate uh, lovely to see you as always uh, you, we've man. also got the absolutely fantastic Mr Glover who I only got to wave at yesterday which is a great shame. Yes. Uh, I haven't seen you for a beer for a while, mate. We need to no, sort that and, out. No, and we have a World Cup coming up, mate. So if we can't we make the time to go and have a beer together, then 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 we're, we're in serious trouble. And we should we should further investigate the possibility of doing a, a football match that's got nothing to do. Oh with well, I, okay, right. I've got I've got I've got a solution to that, which will become apparent later. Anyway, it's your turn to come up to my manor and have a, a, a beer in Winchester. So yeah, we'll we'll do Absolutely, that. Absolutely. Get mate. get Helen to to give you a lift up here. It's not far. My daughter was in your manor the other. Well, then she, she can give you a lift, went, can't she? She went to a, a, for a meal at a place called Brasserie Blanc. Oh, very nice. I like Brasserie and Blanc. She absolutely loved it. Yeah, I approve of that. It's Ray, Ray I, or, or as I call it, Ray White. <laughs> to, to his face, obviously, you know. Yeah. But there you go. Uh, there are other good, uh, there are good, some good restaurants in Winchester, actually. Winchester's a lovely city, yeah. mate. It is a beautiful, beautiful city. Yeah. I was, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a. It, it, it's it's one of those I just have never really appreciated it because it's on my doorstep. Yeah, really. it's some good boozers here, my, mate. It's on my doorstep as Portsmouth is, and the two cities are so vastly different. They are. There's some good boozers in Portsmouth, to be fair. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Portsmouth is always a massive, massive old haunt of my old man's, uh, who's sadly no longer with us. Otherwise, he could have yeah. given us a tour on some of his favourite boozers. But anyway, enough of me and Tony prattling on about drinking. Who knew? Um, we've got a show to do. Um, actually, you know what? Um, that there's there's some interesting kind of philosophical questions in this part, which I didn't I don't know what went wrong with me when I wrote this running order, but the first one is um, kind of coming along from you know what we were saying in part one, J.K. and I, I kind of said we're not Chelsea anymore, but is this old news? And what what I mean by that is quite multi level, really. You know, we were talking about the lack of fight and 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 the arrogance and the swagger and all that kind of thing. There's a sense of that. And it, it was such an un-Chelsea-like performance against Arsenal. It's kind of what made me think about this. But, I, you know, this is not, this is not news. This is, old, this is old news. We, you could have said that any time over the last five years, really, pretty much since the old guard went, you know, uh, Mourinho's Praetorian guard. Of course, the other thing is, it, in the multi-leveledness of it all, of course, it's, it's not... Um, it's not uh, um, it's you know we're not Chelsea anymore because of course we've now been taken over by a completely different outfit and and you know so we might not sack uh, Potter after a, you know a dismal performance against Arsenal as may have happened under Roman so and again this is this is old news because we've known this for a while so it's a bit of a kind of a discombobulating time for us I feel mm. we don't know what the uh, what the new owners have have 
in store for us, really, do we? We don't know what their their um, their ideas are. We will know a little bit more after the World Cup, I think. If they don't buy anybody, um, then we'll know that that's not the, the, the policy they're going to take and they might wait until the summer to buy people. If they don't buy people then, um, they're going to uh, rely on the youth and the, the squad that they've got. But I... I, I I don't. So there is there are so many unknowns in this. And um, and if they've if they've given in to the fact that Potter is your man for the next few years, uh, regardless of his lack of personality, regardless of his um, dreadful press conferences, regardless of his uh, um, not seeming to have any passion at all or care for the fact that we lost to Arsenal. He just, you know, came up with the kind of thing he came up for when he was discussing Brighton. You know, we were we need to be we were second. They were much better than us. We need to uh, push ahead. You know, I, I I personally don't like that in a manager. I like seeing somebody who's um, uh, like Tuchel. I'm afraid Tuchel will always be the uh, uh, the benchmark for me. As with Mourinho, I think that I loved his mind games. I loved the uh, the passion that he had for the club. Um, uh, um, as with um, trying to think of other people who were successful, uh, Ancelotti had a there was a kind of steely confidence about him. Um, um, and yet, if this is the if this is the way it is, you know, we'll still support the team through hell and high water. But be prepared for uh, for the the side not being terribly successful and there being dreadful performances, which is something we haven't um, got used to. We haven't been given by the hierarchy over the last few years. So it's uh, it's going to be a very new um, sensation. However. The positive, my, my positive view of the owners is that they will buy some. They will buy several players in January, and also there's always this fact that by January, uh, all the injured players will be back. So um, it may be that you know the the flimsiness of of playing without Reese James will be revealed as. I mean, the the the, the players thing I think is is fascinating actually because I think we were we were talking about it. I can't remember when, mate. It might have been yesterday, but it seems we talked about so much, didn't we, with Pat on? But you know, there's a real, there's a. You know what? I actually might have been talking. I might have been talking. It's a conversation I actually had with Clayton right after the game. We bumped into Ross Mooring actually right after the game. It was lovely to see dear oh, old Ross. Yeah. Yeah. Man, yeah. But we were talking. He was saying to us that he was trying to tell me and me and Clayton that that Sterling was world class. And funnily enough, funnily enough, Clayton and I disagreed somewhat. But actually, it it made me think, you know, in, in, I mean, because we we oft, we've often said this on the show in recent years: who are our world class players? And it's nearly always boiled down to Kante and Hazard when Hazard was still with us, and that was it. And then when we got Silver, it was Silver and Kante. I think I think we can all safely say that Reese James is world class right now. He's one of the best right wing backs in the world, if not the best. I'd say yeah. he's world class. But we're talking about maybe two or three players at Chelsea at the moment, and that's been the case for five six seven years maybe and then we go back to 2004 five and we can say well maybe a bit later maybe let's say 2007 eight how many world-class players did we have in that team maybe eight and i think yeah. this, this is the problem we don't have enough world-class players so if Bowley is gonna get new players jk isn't that what we need but is he likely to buy those kind of players it, i don't if, think that terrible theory he was talking about of of um the, the rumor that uh, he was going to buy Duncan and Trossard and uh, and um, and Solly March, you just go, no, well, that would make sense because they're the players that he knows about. But surely we should be buying uh, 
more stellar players with great, as you say, world-class players, because they will bump up then the performance of the others, which will inevitably happen. If you've got five world-class players, all the others will 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 go up a notch because they're playing with world-class players. So, but we're, we're so we're 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 slightly. It's like this: we're treading water in this period because we're going to get dropped at Newcastle without any shadow of a doubt. I reckon four or five nil, um, because they're completely in the roll. Um, and uh, and and I'm I'm uh, and we always we it's always very difficult up there because of the uh, um, the atmosphere. They like to getting, punch horses. They do indeed. They're very they're very very. They punch horses, don't they? Passionate. They do. <laughs> very very passionate fans. So, I'm not always, getting, sorry, my jokes are not getting appreciated yeah, enough no, on the show at the moment. It. No, I got it too, because it's they shoot horses, don't they? And they punch horses. But I was in the middle of having a chat about something that right. I was... Thinking. So maybe I shouldn't interrupt. No, no, no. I'm happy for you to interrupt. <laughs> but don't do it several times thinking I haven't got the joke. <laughs> I got the joke. I went, yeah, it's a good one. I was thinking in my head, yeah, they shoot punch horses, don't they? Yeah, yeah very clever, because there was a film called They Shoot Horses, don't they? Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, my, if you have to explain it, it's not funny. No, indeed. But meanwhile, I'm I'm thinking about, you know, trying to make my point, which is therefore we're treading water. Therefore, we're going to wait till after the, the World Cup. Um, who knows what will happen then? And I always think, actually, this is when we start making more decisions. If they don't buy anybody and the players are still injured, then I'm afraid I think we're going to finish. There might be a relegation problem. You know what? Unless Tony wants to come back at you on that one. But if Tony, do you want to come back on that one? Or can I introduce a new idea? You're on mute, mate. Um, I think we're we're overlooking a, a, a big thing here. We are not Chelsea under Roman. That that whole model has been yeah. utterly torn up and thrown in the bin. We're not Chelsea anymore as we've known it for the last twenty yes. years. Yeah. Unless, <laughs> unless they reveal themselves as being that, we don't know. They might suddenly go. They, they might do, but they don't strike me. Yeah. If the, if Potter starts losing every match. Maybe. Then, uh, I, I, what else can they do if they yeah. if if they get into the bottom three, which is a distinct possibility? No, no, I don't. I don't yeah. Oh yes. oh yes. Oh yes. Oh no. Oh yes. Oh no. It's panto oh, season. We've too many. We've seen the flashes of what they can do. Is consistency yeah. for me? You, you've got rid. It, this is a, a, a top-down reorganization of the club. It, you know, it, the, everything and how things work before has been thrown in the bin and they're building internally. It will be all completely new. You've even had a new season ticket system, which I don't like because I can't change my date of birth to the correct one, which which they fucked up. And I need it to be changed because I want to be able to claim my concession when I get to 65. Different point. But the point <laughs> is, all of this is massive change. And when an organisation, I'd liken us to Apple, uh, you know, Apple, which had its glory days and then fell on its ass, brought back Steve Jobs. Right, and went through Steve Jobs, a genius of a man, but flawed beyond belief. Yeah, okay. Um, uh, who who ruled it with an iron, absolutely iron rod, and then you know, sadly died. Uh, and then they had to pick it up the pieces. And Tim Cook, who took over at that role, has, has very gently steadied the ship after Steve Jobs' death and all this sort of stuff. And they are still arguably now more, more massive and more powerful than they ever were. Uh, uh, under Steve Jobs, we, we've got to look at this and say, well, they, 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 they've obviously got an idea of what they're going to do. Now, I've heard comments that, uh, well, we don't know what their philosophy is. But we didn't know what Roman's philosophy was when he took over the club. Chaos people, and trophies. 
people were shitting themselves when yeah. Roman Abramovich was announced because it was Russian. We didn't know anything about him. Nobody knew who he was. Right? It was, oh my God, we're being bought. This could be the greatest thing ever. It could be a fucking disaster because the model was brand new. It was a brand new model and it was a disruptor model. Right? It was a model which said, go and get this young enfant terrible uh, Jose Mourinho, get him in, buy the players, let's see what he can do. Change the culture of the club completely. I agree with that. But over the years, and as, as I said last week, that model has been found out. Yeah. Okay. You, not one of our managers, and I'll keep calling them managers rather than coaches because I just prefer the term, right? Okay. Not one of our managers has built their own squad. Not one. They've all come in and been expected to work miracles with whoever was bought by the manager before or even maybe not bought by the manager before because they were bought by the directors as trophy players or whatever. OK, and that's been found out. We have I said it last week. I'll say it again. We haven't had a sniff of the league since 2017. Not a sniff of it. That's five years. And people keep going on about, well, we've been rebuilding, but we haven't. The Roman model had been found out. It's going to throw you a big trophy every now and then. There you go. It, uh, well, I can't remember what the phrase I'm looking for is. You know, just it, it's bread and circuses. There you go. Have some of that every now and then. Keep the fans happy, uh, and then they'll make a cut of years. And then we'll win another trophy. Well, we've been we've been a cup cup side since 2017. Absolutely, and and pre Roman, what were we? A cup side. We were a cup side. Ruth Hullet transformed us into a cup. At least we had trophies to, to look at again. Um, and I just think that the knee-jerk reaction I'm seeing from people, look, Potter has gone in, it may be a level above. I, I would just also point at Eddie Howe, who people said, the, the bollocks I heard from people, and I said, maybe we should go and get Eddie Howe, uh, you know, prior to Tommy Tuca or whatever. No, he's not experienced. The bloke had Bournemouth punching above their weight for fucking years. And don't forget, Bournemouth had an Indian sign over us in particular, right? And so we just keep denigrating these these managers, right? But I'll tell you what, Graham Potter knows more about football at the premiership level than any single person in that ground, any single fan. We can think what we like, but he knows more about it, okay? That's why he's in the job. And you're going to start talking about sacking people out the three or four. They may well do, but we don't know what their philosophy is. I still repeat the fact we didn't know what Roman Abramovich's philosophy was. We soon found out when he sacked Mourinho after seven games or whatever, after a draw in Europe, because he'd had enough. And we saw it, we know what his, we, he sacked Carlo Ancelotti on the step back stairs at Everton. Yeah, no, it was in the dressing room. Was it in the dressing room? Yeah, you know, that, that on the stairs has been discounted. In right. Carlo. You see, you get my drift here. This is, this was, we had good managers. Well, I mean, to be fair, we've used all the good managers. Who the fuck else is there? Mm. We're going to go and get Pochettino. I've seen this on the Mixler one. They're like, Pochettino, What's a, he serial fucking won? Winner, a serial winner of nothing. Mm. Fuck all. Nothing. Right? And uh, So I just think, you know, this guy needs time. He, he's going to be, I think, I know you're coming on to this question, question at point five, right? I want to come on to question Cup. two, actually. Well, but he's, yeah, but he's coming He's coming to a World Cup uh, uh, break, which I think will be a fantastic chance for him to look at the players yeah. that we haven't got going yeah. to a World Cup or those that have to come back early. Fantastic opportunity. And I think, ultimately, I agree with JK's point of view. Will the fans wait three years? Two years ago, Arsenal fans were screaming for yeah. Arteta to be kicked out. Right? Okay? They were, they didn't think he was any good. 
but he stuck to his guns, his philosophy, everything that he learned from Pep. And I, I got talking, as you know, as you do, when you get, I love this, what I love about Chelsea, I, I got talking to a complete stranger as I was walking out the ground yesterday, right? And we both agreed. You could put Pep Guardiola in charge of this lot and he wouldn't get a tune out of him either. Mm. I think that's a very valid point. I, I, do, th- I do think, you know, that I, I think the trouble that we've got here is, is we have a very complicated narrative and all narratives are hard to change. And I think this is exceptionally the case, exceptionally so in this case because it is such a complicated narrative because you've got you've got things like uh like what Potter's saying, you know, Potter's saying, um, you know, well the boys worked hard, they did this, they did the other. Um we've got lots of injuries. This is true, we've got lots of injuries. It's not you know, you lose uh two of the only three world class players in your side and you are going to be harmed. I don't care who you are. And that's what's happened to us. The reality is the World Cup is just about to happen. The reality is is that, you know, we've had to squeeze something like nine games in the space of a month. You know, all of these things are true. What, what they, they only... This is why I think the narrative is complicated because, mm. you know, Potter's come in and, and, and I, 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 it, this could be me and I totally understand it if it is or this is could be something i'm picking up from him the impression that i get from him is that he's picked up a like a a relegation threatened side and he's trying to rebuild them and make it all well again but that's fucking rubbish this is a side that's the most successful side in english football over the last 20 years and won the champions league season just the season before last we we are not and you know at the bottom of the pile trying to work our way back up we should be rebuilding from a position of strength now i totally get and this this is why the narrative is complicated i totally get what tony was saying we've we've not had a sniff of the league for five years and we've been a cup side because of the chaos and the trophies and i do also appreciate and understand that if you look at all of our rivals all of them are 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 you know are building to for sustainability, I think effectively, and that that means winning league titles or being there or thereabouts regularly. Liverpool, they were shit before Klopp, you know, kind of sorted it out. City were shit before Pep sorted it out. Arsenal came to the end of a very successful period, but then they lost Wenger, and then they got a bit shit, and then they had to kind of rebuild from there. So. I do I do understand that the you know that we have to do it this way because actually just chucking money at it you know in a sense Tony's right it's been proven not necessarily to work but the complication of the narrative is also that we as supporters are used to all this huge level of success I've just said it myself hang on pause rewind reality check Mr Potter this is not Brighton this is Chelsea we are an elite club we have been for 20 years and we won the Champions League a year and a half ago but of course that ignores the other thing that is completely true as well we don't have half the players that won that Champions League uh, a season and a half ago. And actually, us winning stuff for the last God knows how one has it to a great degree, I think, papered over a lot of the cracks. So Adam makes this point brilliantly in a lot of his writings recently. I don't know if, if you boys have read it at all, but Adam's really bought into this totally. He thinks that, you know, we do just have to to, to, to completely change the way that we operate. And that means the patience that means you know getting in the right players it means getting in different kinds of players and it means you know doing it you know in a patient organic and longer term way and i think he's probably right the the complication of the narrative is is that are the supporters able to change 
are they able to buy into this narrative having been so wedded to the previous one? Discuss. If they're more knowledgeable, if they know, for example, that the um, the appointees of uh, that they're nicking from Brighton to an extent and from Monaco and all these other clubs are um, media analysts and uh, from player recruitment, which is what, of course, City have got um, uh, and have had for some time. Uh, that looks to me as if that's going to be the plan, isn't it? That they're going to start slowly but surely getting players in who fit what Potter asks for. They fit a certain uh, level of competence. Um, so you're not having to buy all the star names. So that looks to me as if that is going to be pursued by by very fact by well, the very fact that they are they are uh, employing these an analysts to mm. get better players. And, and you would say that about Arsenal. I thought your point was very interesting earlier on, and I was amazed by some prick on Talksport. Probably, oh, it was Jamie O'Hara. Who knew? Who said that not one Chelsea player would get in? Who, who, who said that one Chelsea not not one Chelsea player would get in the current Arsenal side? Now, okay, he might have had a point on form. You know, they are top at the moment and we are not. Fair enough. But I'm not having that we don't have as good of players as Arsenal. But what's interesting about Arsenal, JK, is what you just said. None of those, none of the Arsenal players are what you would call world class or world stars at all at the moment. Can you think of any of them that you would put in that category? I can't. I thought one of their best players is um, uh, Martinelli who is uh, really quick. He really. is, but he's relatively and, new. And he's very, quite young. No, no, don't know where he's come from. No. But, he, but, but um, really on the ball, but also great hunger. It was really interesting to see him really want the ball so much and run nonstop. It was very impressive, very impressive. Mm. You know, Jesus couldn't make it work at City. No, yeah. I, great, and great, I, player, great player. Yeah, but I would have, I would have, you know, if we'd have snapped up Jesus, I would have been... You know, quite happy with yeah. that as a as a purchase. So I think you know, in front of Obama Yang, simply just because of the age thing. But um, you're right, and this is what I go back to my point. Yes, what I said about yesterday was that you know I wouldn't have given an Arsenal player more than six out of ten, but I wouldn't have given a Chelsea player more than six mm. out of ten. Maybe on terms of performance, Trev Chalabar was probably our most reliable player yesterday. But um, that you know, I, I've also got to say this as well, and and it, it, you know, going back, it's going back to yesterday. But the kickoff time, because Doc did not fucking help. Yeah, mid didn't kickoff, fucking help me. Didn't help anybody. Didn't help <laughs> fans. Sure. Didn't help players. Didn't help the atmosphere. And it, it, it just felt just too early. But the, we go back to this point about you know the, the Arsenal now, City and Liverpool, and to a degree now Arsenal. You know, it, it remains to be seen whether they can stay uh, from from gun to. Uh, finish line at the, uh, at the top or whatever, um, with City breathing down their neck all the time. But those clubs have now become a kind of model of stability. And we not have... Liverpool though anymore. Not Liverpool. Well, what, what, no, but they've they've had a bad season. We had a bad season. Well, no, they they he's getting he's he's changing them all. I think they're this is what Pat said yesterday, wasn't it, Chidge? He said he's watched them on several occasions this season. He said, and they're they're struggling because he's he's having to. To change players. Well, that, that may be the, but it's seven years that he's been there. Yeah. So we had a three Just look how old his midfield is. Yeah, but the the point is, uh, you know, I go back to the time of Julia and and, and and the managers before before him, where you know, we used to sit and say they they will never get back, they will never win a Premiership or a Champions League again, and they did do both under Klopp. For that alone, he will be hailed as a saviour. Well, he, he won the league and, and, a, and another Champions League. I mean, that's, yes, that's you know, right. that's what I'm saying. He's done what so he's he, asked, asked to do, really, isn't he? he? He dragged them back up to where they yeah. feel they belong. 
And what we need is is that time and that patience to drag us back to where we belong. Look, and and you, know, you could say the same about world, you could say the same about Arsenal because you know, course, yeah. In an ideal world, Cheech, from a neutral's perspective, what you want is six to eight teams at the top of the Premiership who could win it every year. Yeah, how fantastic! If you're a yeah. neutral and you said, look at the great names of the past, you've got United, you've got City, you've got Spurs, um, us, Arsenal, potentially Aston Villa. The big clubs, Newcastle, you know, yeah. they, they, now they, 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 you know, they've got a country owning them as if effectively or whatever. And if you've got Is that a country, together, did you any say? one of those, any one of those, any one of those eight could win it, and any four of those eight could finish in the top four. From a neutrals perspective, from a TV perspective, that's marvellous. Otherwise, you could end up like Germany with Bayern Munich winning everything yeah, yeah. for ten uh, years, or, 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 or people... Spain with with Barcelona yes. and, and Real Madrid. Exactly, yeah, yeah. And, and or the or pre Mourinho duopoly of Arsenal Manchester yeah. United. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, so I just think that. And I understand because honestly, we talked about this yesterday before the game, Andy and a few few, few other people around me. We talked about the fact that us who are older, if you like, or a bit longer in the tooth, remember the twenty-seven year period of winning fuck all or anything of any meaning. And I don't talk about full members cups. You know what I'm talking about, EJK. Um, I'm giving you the benefit of being too young to remember the complete um, from seventy-one onwards the drought, Chidge. Right, because you're a bit. You know, uh, you, there's less rings in your tree when we cut you in half than there is with me and JK. Right? 84s when you start with Chidge. <laughs> yeah, somebody, somebody, do you know what? Somebody at this party I was at on Saturday said that I, I they thought I was 50. I love them. Oh, when you get a compliment like that, it's, it, it puffs you up. It's almost like when you're 18 and no one asks you how old you are yeah. when you buy a beer. It's that kind of, oh. I look, yeah, yeah. Um, but I would, all I'm trying to say here is, is that I remember that 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 kind of drought period um, very, very well. And if you're, if you were 12 years old or 11 years old, if you were my age when I started Sport Chelsea in 1970, which was 10 or nine, okay, when Roman Abramovich took over in 2004, okay, you've known nothing. This is that you, you have no other points of reference here, okay. Yeah, like Liverpool fans who were there at the Shankly era had no other frame of reference other than the boot room. Uh, and you could argue the same for Arsenal, for, for, for Manchester United, the, 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 the youngsters that supported just started getting into football when Ferguson took over. You know, Christ almighty, unparalleled success by their standards, even the greats of Matt Busby and that. So I think, you know, for us longer in the Super period, I had to say to them, you know, sometimes you, 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 it might appear to be taking a step backwards in order to take three or four steps forwards, but you've got to do it at some point mm. because, you know, the Roman thing, as great as it was, and I loved every single moment of the trophies and everything like that, but in the back of my mind, subconsciously, something was there saying, we're going to pay for this later. I think you're right, you know, and you know what? There's another, there's another, Jonathan's alluded to this as, as he does in his genius-like way, but there's, there is another thing that, that, that um, I, I basically, Tony, I agree with every word you said there, by the way, but um, there's something that gives me a little kind of short-term hope as well. And I, I think that Potter is lucky. He's a lucky mm. manager because any other time, and this could gather a momentum that actually could become terminal, whoever you are, wherever we are as a club at the moment. But if you think about it, he's had a, he had a good start. I mean, I, I hear what J.K. says. We didn't beat anybody too brilliant, and we've we've you know, Man United we drew against. We could have got away with that one. We didn't get away with it against Arsenal. 
we haven't really played anybody else decent apart from those two. But he's had a relatively good start. We've had some appalling injuries that would have fucked up any manager, I think. Um, you know, the transitions kind of all go for him. And, and, now, and now we've got this break for the World Cup, which means he's going to have time to reset. He's going to have time to figure out a plan. He'll have hopefully time to get the injured players back so because hopefully Reese James and Ben Chilwell will absolutely not go to the World Cup in spite of what Reese James thinks but they will get fit or, or better in that break JK as he says hopefully we might buy a few more players to plug a few holes in January although you never know with January so he's that is really lucky I mean any other season you could I mean you know what you know what we always say JK November remember remember we're shit in November oh. The wheels come off by December. We play Leicester or West Brom and Roman's pulled the trigger. Now, OK, I know it's very different now, but sometimes momentums can kill you. Look at the Conservative Party at the moment. Yes. You know, there's a good case in point as to what momentum can do to you. Yeah. So good old Potter. He's bloody lucky that he's got the World Cup break coming up. And I think, you know, we were saying it, I think, on the last night, weren't we, uh, to each other, that, you know, actually, come January... Like pre-season for him. It is. It's like a completely reset, restart. There is a chance that other of the big clubs may have really suffered from players getting injured in the World Cup, uh, which might screw them up. Um, I mean, I don't know. Here's a question. Do you think, given what I've just said, that actually it's almost like the start of the season again in, in January, do you think that he might he might get judged on that? Do you think we, we hit, need to hit the ground running when we come back? And I'll just give you a reminder of to who we've got coming up in... Uh, Basically, January and February, well, just Bournemouth and Forest, well, Bournemouth is December, but Bournemouth at home, Forest away, then the FA Cup, City at home, Palace at home, Liverpool away, Fulham at home, West Ham away, Southampton at home, Spurs away, and then we've got Dortmund in the uh, Champions League away and at home. So, you know, I mean, there's some tough games, City, Liverpool, uh, I would say Spurs possibly are tough, but maybe West Ham. But the others are eminently winnable. If he gets off to a good start and gets a bit of momentum the other way, a few new players, James Chilwell back, you know, yada, yada, yada. What do you think, JK? Um, it's very difficult to predict, isn't it, Chich? I think it, it, if he's got James and, and possibly Chilwell playing, I think Chilwell's more injured than we think, but he'll still be out for... Uh, I heard I 12 know. weeks. Yeah. Yeah, which case that'd be passed. James should be back. Um, About average for what Chilwell's got as well. Yeah, because he's got a hamstring, isn't he? Um, and he, he therefore he'll have to spend some time starting again, which is awful. So it could be six months. Um, it could be six months. Yeah, which case I think you rule him out. But uh, you know, who knows? And Golo might. You know, he's having this sort of last ditch op- operation. But then they're going to have to put him in mothballs anyway to try and get him fit again after the operation. Mm. So has he had the operation yet? He has, hasn't he? So he's. He's um, uh, he's repairing at the moment, so um, perhaps we've got the possibility he may be may be playing for us, which creates a, a completely different scenario because even him half fit uh, half is is a is a revelation because the speed that he gives the midfield and the, the the pressing and closing down and the skill is just is world class as we've established. So even with him, say on sixty percent, that changes the whole dynamic but then does that create a dynamic that potter then has to change the whole structure for i'm intrigued that the boy um 
Amari Hutchinson is playing in the uh, in the um, Carabao Cup game because if he has a decent performance, then perhaps we get another youth boy in the side who's given more of an opportunity. Um, uh, you know, so there are there are some good things to look forward to in this experimental time, um, but it's uh, it, it it could lead to terrible disappointment. A lot of this, I, I think, I, I I honestly don't think it. I, I think the way analyzing with the club i don't think they're going to get rid of him i think one of the at all i don't think he's under any pressure because he's chosen for his communication skills apparently you know the very fact that he he's willing to discuss everything and anything with them was a huge positive because that's the way they they run their businesses so if they if he says to them guys i'm sorry all these injuries what am i supposed to do arsenal playing very well at the top um i think we're doing very well just managing to to stay in there, to hang in there. I'm sorry we lost, but um, you know things will improve. And they're on their on on his wavelength. They're reading from the same hymn book. Then uh, he, he isn't under pressure. And I think to put him under pressure now would obviously be ridiculous. But because uh, um, he's not going to achieve anything if he's under pressure, because they're not going to play very well because they've got so many injuries. You know the Fafana injury is is major. Nobody's really mentioned him very much, but. Um, that would have taken so much pressure off, off everybody. And we wouldn't be having a situation where um, we were worried about Cucurella because Cucurella probably wouldn't be playing because Fafane would, would play right on the right and Chalabar probably have filled in on the left because he's that capable. So um, uh, it, there are so many what ifs. and uh, But I don't think, I, I think, I'm not convinced we'll start after the World Cup um, with great energy, but you never know. And also it's so dependent on um, and after the World Cup, we obviously won't have uh, any players because that'll be January, new players. But it is, it's so dependent on who comes back and the injuries having having got over them. Fafana should be ready to play again, which case that may give them an extra dimension because they're not... But having said, though, it's not been the defence we've been worried about. Kovacic, maybe his knee injury may be better, but he's going to be playing... He's not playing in the World Cup, is he? Because uh, aren't they... They're not in it, though, are they? Uh, um, um, Serbia, isn't he? Is he Serbia, Serbia? yeah. They're not in the World Cup, are they? So no, he's, not in the... he's Croatian, mate. He's Croatian. He's, sorry, they're not in. They're not in the finals, are they? Croatia. I, can't I thought remember. they were. Are they? In which case, well, they'll be playing then. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, I must admit, I haven't paid much attention to who's in the World. Didn't Cup. you watch the World Cup last season? Oh God, I watched what any of the qualifying. I watched all of them, Chidge, but I just they haven't entered, stayed in my head. Um, you know, so, so uh, there are so many what ifs here. You know, it, it's it's. But knowing that, I don't get the impression he's under any pressure at all. Um, he can sort of do what he wants. He can play around with it and try and find a system that seems to work. I think what Pat was saying last night, how he loved the fact that um, uh, when he was playing with Speedy and um, and Kerry, they had a, a telepathic arrangement because they played so often together. Yeah. And he said that uh, he's, he's not seeing that anywhere in no. the Chelsea. Well, we said that earlier, and I, I think that's a very salient point. And, yeah. you know... <sighs> Perhaps he's trying to create that. He needs to create. Well, that. he's need. I'm sorry, but he's got a fucking that. That's one thing that pisses me off about him. I mean, okay, fair enough. A lot of injuries, valid, valid mitigating circumstance there. Uh, a huge amount of games to manage, which maybe he's not used to. But you've got to stop fucking tinkering and rotating, mate. You know, you need to figure out who your best eleven is, and then okay, yes, tactically, yes, opposition wise, yes, game management time and injuries. You've got to deal with that. But, you know, I'm sorry, Arteta, as I said, has played the same team in, I think, something like 11 Premier League matches 
and we've had 29 different players. And as you said, JK, often in different positions, it's not going to work doing that. It really no. isn't, in my view. I'm just going to leave you with this thought, Tony. Mm. If we lose to Newcastle on Saturday mm. and Liverpool, Fulham and Crystal Palace all win, we will be in 10th position in the league. Um, my response to that is so what? Um, I don't think we've lost particularly that much ground by grinding out average results. You know, I don't want to hit any sort of panic buttons on this. Um, Newcastle are a good team at the moment, but let's be honest about this. St James's Park has been a fucking graveyard to us for years. I've lost count of the amount of times I've been waiting on the result from you know Twitter. I've been at wedding parties. I've been Christ only knows whatever, only to look down or someone wag from across the you know, the room to go. Eh, Tune the stuff in you again, then <laughs> yeah, you know. So I think none of us would be surprised. I don't think. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and, and and it would be like us, you know. I, well, I, I hope that I hope we don't take the, the Carabao Cup seriously. Fuck that. I, I, well, you know, you know what? We're going to talk about that in a minute. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But my view is is that um, you're also doing a big if there with with all of those other teams winning. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I think so. I I I think you know if we are as we've said before, the league table doesn't lie. We're a bit of a sticky patch. We played, you know. Our last two home games, United and Arsenal, have been fucking abysmal, really, haven't they? Let's face it, the United game, you'd have struggled to put a show together after that, probably. Um, and, and we somehow or another, we've managed to dig out quite a bit about yesterday. But, you know, neither was a game to write home about. But neither of those games were we smashed out of the way completely. Well, you know, United were arguably a better side until we made our substitution. And I think the substitutions yesterday made a difference. I think Potter has got a free hit here this season. I genuinely believe that. Yeah, I agree. Unless we end up in the relegation spaces, which I don't think we I will. I don't think we will. But as they no. say, Tony, we're too good to go down. Yes. Uh, and I just think he's got a free hit here. So if he's pissing around with his... It, it annoyed me under Ranieri intensely, that whole Tinkerman thing that people, the press reveled in. He's the Tinkerman while Chelsea fans were on their red hand. I just wanted to play a fucking same team. Um, and we've seen what that does with Conte. Yeah. You know, Conte played 15 players, didn't he, all season or yeah. some daft like that, you know. Um, and, and and we won the league at a canter. I just think with, with Potter, he's got a free hit. So long, if, you know, that I think new owners will probably be thinking, you know, mid-table, so what? You know, do we really desperately need a trophy this season? Uh, I don't think so. I th- certainly think we could give give a steer to Wembley for a couple of fucking seasons, get our hunger back there because we can't keep going up there and getting our asses kicked by other people. Um, and I just think the, the real test comes in season two, as it did with Tuchel, as it did with Frank, as it does with all of yeah. You know, they get a free hit from now on. I don't... It, Bowley and that are... Look, we said it before, you go back into this, is this Chelsea anymore? Or is this, you know, something new? Right, they've invested a shed load of money in this club. It, it, you know, even the most uh, asset-stripping capitalist, um, uh, 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 asset-stripping bastards of all time don't throw that amount of money in something for it to fail. No. They don't. No. It just doesn't make any sense. None at all. Yeah, I totally agree with you, mate. Um, Just a final thing to wrap this part up, actually, which occurred to a few of us uh, last night when we were talking. Um, 
that's my last. As far as she, you know, it occurred to me as I was leaving, and I was speaking to the lovely John, who uh, who sits just down the road from me, and my my new best friend Johnny, who uh, who finally gave me his business card, so I can actually. He's very intrigued by what we do, right? Oh. So he said, I couldn't find you on, on. I don't know what he was looking for, mate. But anyway, I'm gonna I'm gonna ping him a message and an email and. And yeah. he, he's he's brilliant. I, I it's it, it's it's a long time since I've actually sat next to anybody at the at the game who who he's like one of us. You know, he kind yeah. of gets it. He's he's quite old school and he loves. I mean, like when there was a, the sniff of a, of a brawl, him and I were both up fucking urging yeah. it on. I love yeah. him. He's great. So uh, anyway, I completely digress. But we were we were all saying fucking hell. I'm not going to see you or this huh? until January because I'm I can't come to the Bournemouth game because I'm away for Christmas. Yeah. And that, that was that was quite sad. It's the last home game yeah. for like six weeks, JK. Yeah. Unless we beat Man City and then draw, um, or have a home fixture in the next round of the Carabao Cup. Yeah, but that won't come until after the World Cup. It's 20th of December, though, I think. No, we're not. No, we're not back until the... Oh, really? Is that when it finishes? You're right. So you mean they'll play in Christmas week, effectively, before the yeah. Bournemouth game? I think so. Isn't that... I'm sure idea? you're right. I just haven't I haven't thought that one through. Yes. We, have to, we have to beat City. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to talk about that in a minute. So don't go away and we will join you again soon. Real fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Proper Chelsea. Welcome back to the Chelsea Fancast. I'm, of course, Stamford Chidge. And I'm Woo. joined by the Right Honourable Jonathan Kidd. Hello, everybody. How lovely to be here. Lovely to see you too, old Bean. Uh, Mr. Tony Glover, the Right Reverend Tony Glover, I do declare. How lovely it is to see you. And it's lovely to be here, your grace. There we go. Now, uh, we're going to have a quick uh, preview of the Man City Carabao Cup uh, match on Wednesday. But before that, we're going to quickly talk about uh, the Champions League draw, which was announced today. And uh, we have got... Borussia Dortmund away first and then at home. Uh, I think it's February the 15th and March the 7th. I'm very sore. Well, in fact, no, I'm not just sorely tempted. I will be going to the home leg because it may be the last Champions League match I see for a while. Uh, Also, I shall probably be going with our our mate, uh, Ben McFadden, who you may remember when we uh, hired Thomas Tuchel, we got him on the show. to. He's like a... Yes. Kind of runs the whole Borussia Dortmund English fan club. He's a lovely bloke, and he, he texted yeah. me immediately after the draw. Said, "Chid, you can come on our podcast. I'll come on you." I said, "Brilliant, we'll have you there." I'm gonna. I might even try and get him a ticket for the game actually, because he might find it hard. And he's a lovely lad, and he's a journalist too. But he's a good guy. Uh, anyway, Dortmund away and then home. Thoughts, J.K. Um, nice to play against a few Germans. Um, uh, interesting. Might be quite hard. Mm. Um. Um, I think the 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 group stage was a will be um, seen as a uh, Europa League outing uh, mm-hmm. in comparison to this. Um, uh, yeah, difficult team to play against. Some decent players, um, German, as I keep saying. Um, uh, it'll be a challenge. Yeah, it will. Let's see, once you... again, let us see by it's February. Yeah. So 
lots of things would have changed. Hopefully. I mean, Jude, mm. Jude Bellingham is the first thing that comes to my mind, Tony. He was a player I would cut my right arm off to have over here. And wasn't there strong there's strong rumours um, uh, uh, going around that, that we've already you know, made the uh, the necessary... Can, of, can we get him before then? The little, you know, the... the, the, the yeah. Um, that kind of stuff. As my mum used to do, you know, the, you don't see women do that anymore. They go, um, and, uh, or maybe it was just my When mom. do they do it, Tony? I'm, I've never noticed a woman go, woo. Okay. Unless they're trying to attract my attention and they're behind a hedge. <laughs> but anyway, I think we've already we've rumoured to have done that already. I mean, I think there will be. I don't think there'll be much action in January because uh, it's not a selling time for clubs. I think, um, but the, you know, there are strong rumours that 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 uh, Bowling and Co have, have set the, uh, the, the 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 little spies out to. Tony, have they set the dials for... Is that, are we allowed to say tap people They've up? set the controls yeah. for the heart of the sun. Thank you. That's indeed what they've done. They've set the controls for the heart of the sun. And I, and I would love to see uh, uh, him. I, I, you know what I think of Declan Rice. You know, absolutely, I think he would be magnificent for us and an absolute banker for captain. Uh, I think I'm excited by Dortmund. I, I look at some of the other teams that... that um, Spurs got, uh, did they? Did they they got, got AC Milan. Yeah, uh, and Liverpool got Real Madrid. Oh, um, that made me laugh. Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, and Manchester City got Leipzig, which is, uh, I think, is uh, a buy. Yeah, but, I thought I thought we might get Leipzig. Seeing yeah, Todd yeah, loves I, them so I, much. I, I, I think it'll be a, it'll be a fantastic measure uh, for us in February as to where we are because German football, you know, for for all its good points and its bad points and I've already mentioned a few of them already uh, or one in particular um, I think um, is so dominated so dominated by Bayern that uh, I can't you know Dortmund don't hold the fear uh, 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 that they may well have done under Klopp or Tommy Tuchel for example when when they were both managers making their names at that club Um, uh, so uh, I, I was pleased with it. I was pleased with it. I thought it was a good draw for us. Um, you know, uh, there are unknown quantities in there, but you, if, you, you, if you want to win the competition, and, you know, let's face it, if we won that again and finished 10th... I will retire if that happens this season. Might. What are we going to do? I don't think yeah. it will, mate. Um, listen, I, I, I thought it, it was one of those, wasn't it? It's one of those, as they say. It's a great football phrase, isn't it? Glenn yes. always is. It's one of them, he says all the time. But it was really because it could have been worse, but it could mm. have been better. I think it's going to be quite a tough, tough draw. They got some very gnarly, experienced players playing in Europe, and if they've still got Jude Bellingham, which I'm sure they will, he is mm. a hell of a player. But I and I say this, you know, with a little bit of thought. I think, you know, they City beat them two one at home in the group stages, and they drew nil nil in Dortmund. Now, I think City didn't really need a result by the time they drew nil-nil there. Um, but anyway, I don't think it's going to be tough. But I, 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 like I was saying the other week, J.K., I think we, we're, we're more suited to European football. I think the players are more suited to European football. They seem well, to they, know what they're doing. They slightly make more... Well, I'm going to say they make more of an effort, but I'm, I don't know. Oh, it could well be. It Bruce could be, be nice. like Desai used to do that, didn't he? Um, uh 
they raise their game. I get the impression they do raise their game playing in Europe. Um, you could you could you could say the same about us, I guess, on that one, couldn't you? No, I meant us. I meant us. Oh, I thought you meant Dortmund. Sorry. No, 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 no. I know. Fuck all about Dortmund. <laughs> They're in Germany in a place called Dortmund. Yeah. Don't yeah. you sugarcoat me, Germans. 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 Um, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know. We. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, who knows? I mean, once again, I'll go on about it. The group stage, all the teams we played were awful. So you know, this is a challenge. And but we will not. We it will all have changed completely yeah. by February. Totally so. have you right there. Um. Things won't change much, I suspect. Well, actually, you say that. Um, we've got City on Wednesday uh, in the Caribou Cup uh, in the first. Oh, we get to see some pictures, Jitch. No, we do, we do, we do. Get your team selection. I have got my team selection, JK. Oh, you, you are on as you always are. You are on the money. Of course, the difficulty for this is we just don't know how seriously Potter's going to take it. So my assumption is he's not. He's not going to take it seriously. He's going to give his players a, a, a rest, those who need it per se. So I've gone with, I've gone actually, interestingly enough, with a three, uh, kind of three five two formation. It I being, like yeah, it being that we're going away to City. I mean, there's a very good chance Pep will just play youngsters, given given that they're not top of the league, as mm. in that you know, Arsenal are proving a bit of a tough nut to crack at the top. I can see Pep actually giving everybody a bit of a rest, but Potter can't assume that. So that being the case, I have gone for the following selection. I've gone for Mendy in goal because Kepa's... So basically, I think he's going to rest anybody who's knackered or who's played a lot recently or who's injured. So Mendy has to start because Kepa's still probably carrying that knock. Um, Koulibaly, presumably, he's fit enough to play. So he'll play as the left centre-back. Trevo will play in the middle because Silva will get a rest. Aspilicueta will have to play the right because there ain't no other option. In the midfield, the five midfield, two wing backs. So Cucurella on the left uh, and the uh, seldom seen ZH on the right. Thank me later. In the middle, we've got uh, Zakaria and uh, he'll be flanked by Chukawakameka and Gallagher. And then the two up front, Kind of, I don't know whether they'll play one behind the other or side by side or whatever, but Pulisic and Brogia. So, you know, basically that's making use of everybody who hasn't played much recently and anybody who's fit uh, mm. and anybody who hasn't played. I mean, the only person there that could probably do with a break is, is Aspie, but, you know, we ain't got anybody else to play in that position, so I think he has to start. Aspie doesn't go to the World Cup, though, because he, 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 I don't think he's in the Spanish. I don't think he? so. No, I don't think so. So that would be my selection, gentlemen. Jonathan, what say you? Bettinelli will play in goal. Really? Interesting shout. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it is interesting. You'll give, give him a goal. Um, uh, oh, because, before, you, before you get into that, sorry, mate. I, I've, I've put massive questions marks against the following, by the way. Because he may uh, he may well put in some youth either on the bench or to start. So I've put question marks: Lewis Hall, Jude Sussupel, Charlie Webster, Amari Hutchinson, and Cesare Cassidy. And yet, and yet, we must remember that against Zagreb, he played a strong side. Yeah, I know. Mm. But Lewis Even, Hall was on the bench on uh, Sunday. 
Yes, he was. He was. And Amari Hutchinson was on the bench as well against yeah. Greb. Against Brighton. No, against was Brighton. Was it Brighton? Sorry. Yep, yep, yep. He couldn't play in the Champions League because he wasn't on the That's list. That's true. That's true. Uh, but I think um, I think Hutchinson might start. And I think because um, uh, he was called up, he's he hasn't gone to Jamaica. He was actually asked to go and play for Jamaica um, in a friendly uh, as a warm-up game for um, a team who are playing in the the World Cup, and I can't remember who it is. Who's who's playing in the World Cup? Trinidad or somebody like that. Anyway, um, uh, uh, and also he could he could qualify for England because he's only played at um, youth level for for them um, uh, 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 for Jamaica. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, once again, who knows? Who knows? Gallagher must play. I mean, for goodness' sake. Uh, I'm I'm tightly disappointed Gallagher doesn't start at the moment, but I, I don't I don't get the team that he keeps playing every time, um, who always confounds us because the team he plays every time nearly always has Sterling and Well, do you know what? Uh, so sort of butt in, but I, I'm I'm yeah. beginning to wonder whether actually it's a clause in Sterling's contract that he has to play every game because the reason he came here was because he wasn't getting game time at City. I'm beginning to wonder that because how the fuck does he start every game playing like shit? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, you're a cynical buddy. I am. I am. I mentioned that to Pat, didn't I? At least three times last night. I'm an old cynic, he, but he, he ignored you every time, did you? He was being that. kind because he no, could. He, it would have been more unkind to say, "Yes, you are a cynical old git. Shut the fuck up." So it was. It was the. It was the diplomacy of silence, was it? Yeah, but he's very yeah. diplomatic, as we Pat. Oh yeah, very, very. Um, he's likely to give Pulisic a go. I thought. Um, Brogia, the fact that Brogia didn't get any headers was a bit disturbing. And well, but, I've told uh, you that. I think against two hairy arse centre halves. I, I, I know, but I'm just reiterating it. And but I think his uh, the runs that he took, the Maisie runs, were very impressive. Mm. But he is a youngster. Yep. He's twenty. Raw, he was, raw. Yeah, raw. But I think he should start. I agree with you. And indeed, we may see the lesser spotted Zayek, who I I'm uh, I thought was a a rare bird, who um, we may never see after January. Um, Hope, but, um, well, I yeah. think that would be better used by, yeah. by playing yeah. somebody else. I, I think it's interesting. Looks like he's on his way out. He, he's he's been a bit of a silly boy posting bloody videos of his goal against Chelsea when he played for Ajax. You know? No, I don't think that was true. I think he just liked it because somebody else had done. I don't think that was as bad as as, as was. I thought he'd actually posted it on his Instagram. No, that somebody else said that wasn't true. They came up with anyway, guys. I, I mean, I I think it, it it speaks volumes to me that that the new manager comes in and far from giving Zayek uh, any kind of a go, he doesn't get a go at all. Other than coming on as a sub against Brighton, you then think, yeah. well, that's he he's chosen. He's, clearly, he's... clearly, Potter saw that Dinamo Zagreb performance. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> Fucking hell, so I think we won't be seeing Zayek for much longer. Um, but yeah, he may give him a go. He may not. He may think it's a waste of time because he's he's not going to be playing again. So he may start with Hutchinson. Um, uh, but yeah, as as with any, I would go with this Chidge because uh, um, it makes sense to me. Koulibaly's been injured. Koulibaly once again may be still too injured, even though he was on the bench. Which that case fucks everything up if that happens. Yeah, because he has to play Cucurella left left yeah. centre. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. You know, I'm I'm sort of bemused. I really don't know what's going on at the moment. That yeah. place. What do you reckon, Mister Glover? I, I I I like what I, I see there. I am not convinced that Zayat will start, but who knows? I mean, on his day, Zayat is a bit of a 
one of these enigmas, isn't he? Because he he can rattle in a fantastic shot. He's but his attitude from day one. I mean, the, the, let's not forget. Was he not the bloke who basically told his national team to fuck off? He wasn't going to go and play for them anymore. He's now back in with them again. He's back in with them now. Yeah. But he, that strikes me as, you know, uh, slightly moody, um, shall we say? Uh, I, 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 I'm not sure I want Gallagher to start because I think I'd rather see him starting against Newcastle. I'm not sure we need to risk injury there. Zakaria. I'm so disappointed that he didn't start on on, on Saturday because I genuinely think he would have been a, 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 a full body of arms and legs to, to bother the Arsenal players. And uh, his enthusiasm was so obvious against uh, Zagreb last week. He, he just, he seemed to have a permanent smile on his face and, and everything. And I just think that's half of winning people like me over. Mm. is to see a player who actually really wants to be on the pitch. Um, I don't know enough about Chuck Romeco. I'm not sure. He's looked good, uh, I think, than, a few games he's come on. The, other than he's another very tall, arms and legsy kind of player as well. He, I was quite surprised when I did see him. I can't remember. It might have, and he came on against United, did he, for the last 10 minutes or so? I can't remember now. Um, uh, and... Well, Pulisic is one of those players I've got marked down as um, you know, the, the, a departure lounge player. Um, Cucurella, yeah, play him again because he he, he did show some improvement. Well, it, that that is his position as well. Yeah, it is. And uh, Koulibaly, who I was impressed with, but have we bought another player that just you know? Well, we bought him five years him? too late, mate. Yeah, is he a Ledley King? Like his knees are going to keep popping or things yeah, are going to keep going wrong good, with him because that point. seems to be a bit of an issue there. Um, I, but I do agree with JK. I do think he will change the goalkeeper and give um, Bettinelli a chance mm. rather than rather than Mendy. Mm. Yeah, um, particularly if Kepa uh, is injured. Why not? Why not? Because let's face it, we're probably not expected to win, um, and it's a great opportunity to to rest some players before. A big game against Newcastle. You know, I mean, what what a Philip it would be for us if we did beat Newcastle at Newcastle, mm. uh, uh, knowing that our next home game is is uh, the Tuesday because it's not Boxing Day now; it's the night after. Yeah. Um, uh, versus Bournemouth, uh, and 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 then let Potter have this pre-season, and I believe they've announced plans for them to go to Dubai or somewhere like for warm weather training. I think there might be some. Um, informal friendlies against some other clubs behind closed doors. Yeah. Uh, you know, to keep players... Well, that's a good off. idea, to be honest. It's a very good idea. Um, and I think it's something that Guardiola and Klopp and all that will probably go along with. You know, they won't be advertised or you probably won't be able to go and see them, but at least it keeps keeps the, 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 the mechanism running, as yeah, it were. No. Um, so I agree. I do agree with that. And, I, I, you know, there are players on there, you know, like I said, that I think... You, you, you could and should play them. Zayash, I think, would be wasting a space to give somebody else an opportunity. Um, and Pulisic, like I said, a departure out for yeah, Indeed. We like him, really. We've got, we've got a, a, an uns- unsurprisingly quite an interesting record against City in, uh, in, in recent years. Um, obviously, the last five matches uh, are looking pretty horrible. We've only won once. I'm, I'm talking about playing up at uh, the, the, the uh, Etihad. Uh, we've lost four out of five. We won in 2021-2-1. Uh, and in between that, 1-0, uh, 
six nil, two one, one nil. I mean, actually, they've all been they've you know hitherto apart from the six nil, they've all been fairly tight. In the League Cup, it's actually even more interesting because we've only played them three times in the League Cup. Um, obviously, most recently in the final when we lost on penalties, but before that, we played them in nineteen ninety three and uh under under glenn and uh, we lost one nil up there in uh, october david white scored i think but before that is one of it's funny isn't it how these things we we should have asked pat about this last night because before that was the famous game in 84 when we won 4-1 and pat missed that penalty in the 60th minute and again that's the first time i've ever done an interview with pat where the penalty hasn't been brought up but he kicked possibly the worst penalty of all time with Chelsea 4-0 up at the time. Kerry scored a hat-trick. Mm-hmm. Kerry scored a hat-trick that night. But Pat missed an absolutely awful penalty. Uh, but we won 4-1. I'm sure you were you were probably there, JK, weren't you? I was indeed there. Mm. Yes. Yes, it was uh, it was uh, it was a low in my uh, acknowledgement <laughs> of uh, of the great Pat Nevin as, as one of the best players to play for Chelsea. Do, do you know, J- Tony, JK said that he hated Pat last night. I did. I think that came out all wrong, actually. Pat looked quite shocked. Ah, really? You think... Um, hmm. He hated him because he left. That's why, oh, wasn't it? But it came yeah, out all horribly I wrong. I, 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 I have very similar feelings um, with Ray Wilkins. Yeah. I shed a tear Pat, for two players only that have left. One was Ray I Wilkins and the other was Pat. I explained, Chich. No, I, I know. It, but when you initially said it, I sat there and thought, oh, fucking old JK. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> Pat's I'm, face was hilarious. He's like, I what? Know, I said, but I did it that way deliberately. I did I it know. that way. It was, it, was, it was funny. It was funny. Because I said, I said, you know, I was rather pathetically in love with you. And yeah. uh, I felt dumped. Did I say yeah, that? I felt something dumped. like that. It was really funny. Really funny. <laughs> But yeah, so that Pat Pat's probably not not his finest hour. Uh, he, I mean, you know, he, he laughs about it now, but we absolutely smashed them. But that was in '84 when we were riding high. They would have been in the second division then. We were in the first. Obviously, the boys in blue uh, back from Division Two. Uh, so there you go. So, but not not much League Cup history. I was quite intrigued to to see that. Normally, a lot of the big sides we play, we've played them quite a lot, but not City. How do you see it going, J.K.? Four um, nil to them. I'm, I'm not having that because I don't know who the fuck they're going to play. I think they'll no, play I, their kids. I don't, I don't know. I'm just making a score up. I All right. don't know. Okay, I'll shut up. I didn't really say that, people. Just ignore what no, I said. I don't, once again, how can we make a prediction when we have no idea? I predict idea that I have no fucking clue. What teams are going to be playing or yeah. anything. Who, you know, or whether they turn up, or, yeah. or whether they play. And so they basically some... you're saying, Chidge, you're fucking stupid. This is a pointless exercise. So I'm just going to say 4-0 to them. Yeah. 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 Yeah, okay, fair enough. I totally dig that. Tony? 2-1 to Manchester City. Yeah, okay. And I have to say... I don't think there'll be much in it because I I suspect that it's not top of Guardiola's target list um, this season. Um, But, yeah, I think, you know, we we won't disgrace ourselves, but I don't Uh, don't think we've got enough to get past them. And I don't... Honestly, am I that bothered? Of course. Am I bothered? Am I bothered? No. <laughs> Am I bothered? No. Yeah. I mean, I'm not that bothered either, really. I mean, JK's right. There's no idea how it how it's going to pan out at all. We don't know if Pep's going to take it seriously or not. He didn't last year and he played all of his kids. Of course, the different factor is, that, of course, it's, it's, we've got this interesting kind of double bluff going on. Pep's going to think, well, is Potter, Potter probably going to need to play a strong side? Is he going to play? Or is Potter just going to throw it? 
or I mean, who knows? I think it's impossible. Um, what I will say is that I think it will probably go to penalties. And either will win it or they will. But it'll go to penalties. So many of these bloody Caribou Cup games in recent history have gone to penalties, haven't mm-hmm. they? So I think yeah. it'll be like nil-nil or one-all and it'll go to penalties. And by the way, at this juncture, I should say that a certain gentleman got uh, a ridiculously high score of 173 in our Prem Predictions League and was mm-hmm. the highest scorer this week. And it was Tony fucking Glover. It How the it, hell yeah. did you manage that? Uh, <laughs> I'm so surprised because it's all it's done is it's pushed me from 83rd to 80th. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's brilliant. <laughs> so, so let's have some perspective on it, you know what I mean? <laughs> I know, I know. Well, mate, well done. We haven't really talked about the Prem Predictions League on the show recently, but uh, we'll have plenty of time for that when there's fuck all football to talk about, that's for sure. Yeah. Exactly. All right, okay. What am I? I've kind of said one one nil nil. It'll go on to penalties, and that that obviously it'll go either way. Then, and I have no idea how. But uh, some of you will be there. Safe trip up there. Um, is it on the telly? I think it is, isn't it? Bloody hope so. Anyway, uh, I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. All yeah. right. Well, I should be watching it on the telly. Right. Uh, we're going to have a quick break, and then we're going to come back. We've got loads, loads of emails to read out. Loads of emails and some good ones too. See you in a minute. Fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Up the Chelsea Football Welcome back. This is the Chelsea Fancast. I'm Stanford Chidge, and as ever, I've got the delectable Jonathan Kidd on the show. Hello, mate. All right. It's lovely to see you, mate. Yeah, it's good to see you yesterday as well. Yeah, it's a, it was a, it was a, it was a right, 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 right set to. I thought last it was, night. It was the right rollicking. It was right rollicking set to, wasn't it? Yeah, lovely, lovely, love a bit of that. Love it. Yeah. yeah. And who else we got on the show, J.K.? I don't know. Uh, some bloke called Glover, innit? Fuck knows who he is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a, bit, a bit of a wanker, I've heard, but he's all right, yeah. really. Yeah. You, you, you two channeling, channeling, you're in a hail and pace. I've got no fucking idea, mate. I've just lost the plot. It's like, it's like you know, 12 minutes past nine. I've had any, I haven't had any food. I'm fucked, and it's all going to shit. So there you go. Yeah. Tony, lovely to see you, mate, as always. We've got a brilliant email from one of our favourite people, JK, to kick it off. Philip Kenley. Philip Kenley. I can't bear it. I need to write and vent. I know it's our turn to be patient and humble, but 20 years of unparalleled success has left me devoid of those genes. So please permit me to share the elephants in the room that are particularly pissing me off. Firstly, what's the point of Havertz? We all hoped and thought he had a chance of becoming a Chelsea legend, but it isn't happening. He doesn't score nearly enough and all his little feints and tricks have too low percentage of success. Being such an important member of the team, his repeated underachieving costs us too much. Yes, I agree. Secondly, what's the point of Aubameyang? No, this is cruel. <laughs> for fuck's sake, Arsenal's paid to get rid. Yeah, for not for reasons of him being in it. Wasn't there a clue there? He drains the team of soul. I cannot imagine him being any sort of positive influence in the dressing room. Wouldn't you much rather watch a broger fucking up for good, for God forbid? Uh, or for God forbid Tammy than watch him would anyone care if he left I doubt it hmm Philip I'm too early to tell that yeah thirdly I must admit I was getting fed up 
with his excuses and our doer football. But what we're seeing suggests our slide over the last year or so had nothing to do with TT. It seems he really was lacking the raw materials. Did we just get rid of one of the best managers in world football? Could he have done a clop given time and support? Well, I actually think inevitably he would have done. But what do I know? I agree. Fourthly, I agree. Fourthly, and maybe worst of all, where's the hope? Where's the prospect of being entertained? Which players excite you when you see their name on the team sheet? <laughs> Little hope and none, right? Yes, I agree with that completely. Yeah. yeah. I think we have to go along um, just expecting nothing. Um, geez, have you ever been so certain of a defeat at St James's Park? We have no chance. Absolutely. Agree. Actually, mate, have you have you could kidnapped Philip and written in on his behalf? <laughs> Did you not know that that's my real name? Mm. Um, I wrote all at half time. I didn't have to change a word. I wrote all that. Yes, that all at half time. Still, maybe down the road we have a team built around Gallagher and lots of young talent exciting us. That could happen, right? Best wishes all, Philip. Yes, mm. well done, Philip. Other uh, than Obama Yang, I agree completely. Yes, I agree on the habit stuff. I think I've just reached. I'm like you were with Werner, um, with with habits. I've just not seen. Yeah, no, I agree. Anywhere now. near enough from him on a regular. Every now and then he gets a good goal, and everyone goes, "Oh, well, here you go." And I go, "Yeah, okay." But every now and then, Nando Torre's got a good goal. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, yeah, I mean, I think that's slightly, it's, it's a kind of summation. I feel, I feel of, Philip's where pain. We could have gone tonight, but it, it's a bit overly gloomy. Yeah, but it's, but, yeah, yeah, but this is, fucking up. I mean, this is the point, Tony. It's a game of emotions. And, yeah, you know, yeah. like I said, if JK and I hadn't had the, the benefit of going to the Pat Nevin gig last night, this would have been a completely different show. Yeah. You know, I mean, as it happens, you've been incredibly. Uh, reasoned and reasonable tonight actually yeah. you've really thought about it but I mean right after the game I was well pissed off and yeah. and as was JK when I met him at the gig three hours sat next to Pat I came out I mean I was just I was on cloud nine yeah, yeah. it had all, all gone away the pain of watching Chelsea for 90 minutes but there you go I think it's uh, a good point from Philip there is the you know the dour football and the excuses. So it's nothing to do with TT. And I, and I that's my, my whole point is it's, it's not, it wasn't down to Tommy Tuchel. It was just down to, it was the end of that model's disruption factor. Uh, and I don't think anybody would have, yeah. Tuchel might've done it over time, of course, but well, if it had been given what, what, Potter's being given, but they yeah. they wouldn't work with him. He wouldn't work with them. So it's no, gone. He's no. gone. There's nothing we can do. Right. Yeah. This is our, our weekly correspondent. I'm going to call him our the, the our, our what, what <laughs> I won't call him our foreign correspondent because he's from Winchester. He's our Winchester <laughs> correspondent, the lovely George Spencer. He says, "What can I say that hasn't already been said? Other than well, that was fucking dreadful." <laughs> Not only were we limper than a Poundland ham sandwich, but there was less meat in our performance than there was in one of the burgers at Forest Green. Uh, we've only won, we have only won once in our last six games against Arsenal. As Liz Truss would say, that is a disgrace. 
As such, we now have to face being lorded over by Matthew Syed, who is probably currently trying to link Todd Bowley to the obesity rate in America. It's probably very true, George. Uh, Piers Morgan and Alan Davis, who I saw with goodie... Well, Piers Morgan had a goodie bat. They invited him up there? That's a... Oh, don't even get me started. To add insult to injury, Winchester City lost 2-1 at home to Tiverton after being 1-0 up in the 87th minute. Oh. That is poor. That is poor. That is poor. Speaking of Winchester City, I made a couple of mistakes in my last email. Firstly, I forgot to mention that Truro currently play at Plymouth Parkway's ground, if that makes it a bit more palatable. And I also messed up a couple of dates. Hayes away is on the 3rd of December, while Paul away is on the 10th and is now a 1pm kickoff. Uh, Of course, Chelsea Twitter was its usual measured self, claiming that Potter needs to go now or we will be relegated. They need to realise that Rome was not built in a day. If they were gooners, they'd have been calling for Arteta to be sacked at the beginning of last season. Grinds teeth, and now look at how he's going. That injury to Ben Chilwell, why was he playing in a dead rubber anyway, hasn't helped matters either. Until next time, George Spencer, P.S., I hope the fan cast continues during the World Cup. Well, I can address that point immediately, George. Yes and no. We plan to do, to catch up on a few... Well, there are still, I think, a couple of Chelsea specials for me to put up. We plan to do a few more in our 50 Years of Chelsea series. And I hope to do a few new My Chelsea's with uh, associated well-known Chelsea faces. So, yeah, there'll still be content for you. But I'm not... There's no... There's nothing to fucking talk about as far as Chelsea is concerned when they're not playing football. So, you know what? Fuck that shit. We've got, we've got other stuff we could talk about. Now, the second point, which is even more important than that, George, is uh, Winchester City. Because Tony and I were talking about, we need I need to get him over to Winchester for a beer. Mm-hmm. And I just occurred, and he, of course, Tony and I have been talking about watching uh, lower league football for quite a while. Yes. And George has been itching to get me. He, he asks me every week and he tells me what fixtures are going. And I still haven't made it because I'm busy, basically. That's the yeah. real reason. But... Uh, Tony, I think you and I should go and meet George and go to a Winchester City home game while the World Cup's on. Yeah, I think yeah. that would be fabulous, yes. Because I can get Mrs. Uh, to drop me off. Yeah, you, um, she can drop you off, we can get drunk, and I can stagger home. It's perfect, yes. isn't it? Yeah, and then I can just find a train that goes vaguely near where I live. Yeah. You know, I've got a senior rail car. I've got, I've got Mate, you've got, there are no trains that go near Clamfield. Uh, no, but Petersfield, I think you've got, I could go to Guildford and get picked up. They're all down to, down to, do they go to Portsmouth from Winchester? Your best can... bet, your best bet is to go to Portsmouth. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. I'm happy to do that. Yeah. Yeah. So, yes, I think that would be, that would be a fabulous. Um, uh, uh, although George is probably sitting there thinking, fuck, mate, what am I going to do with these two idiots turning up? Yeah, well, you brought it on yourself, George, because you've been yes, going on did. at me for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks, and this could be the moment that makes it happen. Uh, keep me keep me abreast of the fixture list. I could actually just go and look at the website, couldn't I? I will do that. JK, this is a lovely email, a heartfelt email from the lovely Pierre Frizzell, who is keep the blue flag flying int north. Oh, Pierre. Look, he said, dear Chidge, JK, in tone. He knew you were on tone. He listens to the show, mate. That's why. He knew. He was on tonight. Yeah. Tony, Tony WhatsApp me and says, am I on the show tonight, Chidge? <laughs> I'd like to take a no. Dear Chidge, JK and Tone, I'd like to put forward the view 
that those like myself who feel very pessimistic about the club and the direction Bowley is taking it in are entirely right to do so. Ooh. We're not just doomsayers and cynics who don't appreciate a wider rebuild and expect to win every game. In fact, it's precisely because of an awareness of where the club is going that we are so worried. And before anyone can shout reactionary, I'd mention I've held these views long before the abject Brentford, Manchester United, Brighton and Arsenal performances. The reason I'm so sceptical about these poor performances being part of a wider rebuild is that all rebuilds need somebody experienced with vision behind them. Mm. This extends far beyond football. There is no grand project in any industry that is possible without somebody with years of experience overseeing it all. New blood as part of that is brilliant with learnings and innovations in other fields brought in to create something truly great but it always has to be tempered with learned experience. In our case, Bowley is overseeing this rebuild with no experience at all in Premier League football and has gone on to get rid of everyone within the club who did have experience. What we have now is a menacing black void into which Bowley has thrown Potter if you take Potter at face value as an inexperienced coach who is lacking experience at this level and perhaps still holds a small club mentality, you'd say it will be a difficult job for him to help Chelsea attain the level of success we've enjoyed for the last 19 years. Almost all of my lifetime. Oh, Pierre. But if you consider that you're putting an inexperienced coach into a club that has no structure no guardrails and a vision of sport built on ideas formed in other countries with other sports, then you have a real recipe for disaster. There is no guarantee either that Potter was hired on the soundest of football knowledge. Do we know who, or if anyone, was able to advise Bowley on who might be a good fit for a long-term rebuild? I don't see all of this to be deliberately negative and gloomy because we're not winning every game going and likely won't pick up another trophy this season. But just as word of just a word of caution to those who see these losses as inconsequential and us being the power we were under Roman as an inevitability. I don't think any of us have done that. Have we? Of course, I know I wasn't there when we were shit. I wasn't born yet. But this has increasingly felt like someone toying with our club like a plaything to prove his ideas at the expense of the fans. I think you're absolutely right there. I think the fans just have to suck it up, as the Americans say. Uh, Roman never did that. Well, maybe apart from signing Andrei Shevchenko. All of this is not to mention the culturally insensitive suspect, aspect, aspect I'm so sorry, aspect to his premiership. But I guess it's more of a gripe than an, exist than an existential problem. Anyway, that's enough from me. Sorry if I riled up half the fan base. You haven't riled us up, mate. I don't want to be inflammatory, but just offer a counterpoint to those who think we will become the greatest club in the world in five years. And anybody who thinks otherwise is, is xenophobic or dumb. Lastly, and final note, I'd love to hear what we, Pat, had to say about the Arsenal game and the state the club is in at the Troubadour event. I was gutted I couldn't make it. Cheers. Sorry for the long email. And up the chill.
Yeah. Good mail. Good mail. Good very mail. good. Very, very good. Good mail. I think we've we've voiced all the concerns that he has put forward in this very <laughs> podcast, haven't we? We have. I go back to his point about um, Bowley overseeing the rebuild with no experience at all in the Premier League football. Neither did Roman Abramovich. No. Did he? No. So, you know, I mean, no. you know, the first six months of Roman's reign, um, we had Ranieri in charge, didn't we? Yeah. And I remember the outpouring of, you know, you, you've given him all these players, now he deserves the time to work with him. Yeah. Um, and Roman went, no, I'm going to go and get Mourinho. Is it because he, he knew he'd just drop them and not play any of them? Yeah. yeah. So, and the Shevchenko thing, slightly unfair in that, at the very same time he signed Shevchenko, he signed Michael Ballack. Now, I know they had vastly different degrees of success with us. Um, and Mourinho thought both were trophy players that were given to him as a present, um, which they were. Um, but, you know, I, I, I take his point. I think it's... I'm just... My only comment would be he's caveated that with his age. OK, Um and so he's going. He's coming at it from that perspective that I spoke about yesterday with with friends in the ground, um, and that we talked about earlier, which is for the for the people who've pretty much only known uh, that Roman period, it's going to be a lot harder than it is for us who've known the paucity of the Mears. But we're grateful, yes. not, not expectant. That's the difference. Exactly. Yes, I think that's exactly it, and I think that that, that you know there's. Um, there's a phrase he's used in that email there, which is um, uh, it has to be tempered with learned experience. But I think that's exactly what we've done on the fan cast. Mm. What I would say, I think Pierre comes out with two uh, excellent. Yeah. I mean, they're all excellent points he makes, but these two are the ones that touch me particularly. Uh, one is he's right. This could all go completely tits up completely tits up and very 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 wrong and when, when I was I wasn't you know I wasn't as part of the bidding process as I would have liked to have been because I was too busy but the trust were involved and I echoed those sentiments a lot and I think I wrote about it a lot as well when I was writing for football.london um, it could go completely wrong but the thing is Pierre we, we just don't know but more to the point and this also goes back into your other point really um we we have no control over this process because i mean this is this seems like a modern phenomenon that we have very rich people or even countries taking over our football clubs and using them as as either revenue builders brand builders profile builders or just a toy thing um and that's exactly what they do and there is nothing that you or i can do about it even the trust who has a little bit of clout, there's nothing we can do. These football clubs do not belong to us anymore. And guess what? No. Guess what? They never fucking did. If no. you think if you think that we, this was any different under the, the various Mearses who were in charge, and well. certainly Ken Bates, then I'm afraid we're all very, very deluded and in a massive place of denial. Hmm. I mean... The fucking Mears family, much as I love Chris to pieces, and he's one of my favourite drinking buddies, as it happens, actually. Yeah. He likes a drink or fed. But, I mean, you know, his family nearly destroyed this club several times over. Bates did the same, although he also, yeah. on the other hand, saved the club too. 
these people don't care about us really they really don't and i'm afraid we don't have any control over them and that is the sad reality and you know it's 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 tragic for us because we invest so much emotional energy in it and we just get hurt can i um correct you on the uh comparison with boli and abramovich which you made um earlier because no situation was please let me please okay. <laughs> the situation was completely oh so nicely how could i refuse so polite, you can't turn that down <laughs> the situation was completely different because we appointed mm. one of the best managers in the world who had just won the champions league and abramovich bought every single available top player and gave them to him and he then structured them into... But you uh, keep telling us that that's what Bowley's going to do in January. Well, it's an option, isn't it? Mm. If I keep making this this point, <laughs> if, they make, if they make statements to business, to groups of businessmen that are, uh, that are all about increasing the marketing potential of the club to a billion a year, then they're not going to let the club languish. So we're all looking at this. Yes, they're going to give him all this time. Yes, it's going to be fantastic. I'm worried that he won't make it if they fail to get into the Champions League. And I, I and we're all saying it's all going to be fine. They're giving him time. And I, I, this doesn't fit with the business plan. So at the moment, there is this anomaly going on. But um, uh, so I suspect... They will then, as I keep saying, that contrary to what we've been talking about, it becoming organic and coming out of the the uh, looking at all the proper players uh, uh, who, who fit all the right bills and, and have all the right um, the data accordingly. I still think that he will make some marquee signings. Mm. And this Nkunku, who apparently has done a, um, a pre-medical, whatever it is, is possibly one of them. And I, but I, and also I only think it would need three three big signings in January, which you could prize out of a club if you paid absolutely ludicrous money. And, which is, which and, is what Roman did. Which is what Roman did. Yeah. So, but I'm not suggesting that the club then goes on in that way, but I just think that would then be um, uh, um, uh, an injection of talent to push them further up the league to get them into the top four. Mm. And I really think that's a possibility, purely comparing it because of the with, with the, the 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 marketing knowledge we have that he wants them to be an elite club in the world that they make a billion out of now it's a question do they make a billion out of them in five years or do they start making well that's it out that's that's what we don't know but it's it, it look but you could well be right but whatever whether you're right or not we have fuck all control over that process and with no knowledge either and it's all mm. all will be revealed won't it come january if nothing it's, happens it's part of the soap opera jk hey, hey we're actually being manipulated by aliens you we know are. that don't Life. actually like they're the, all like lizards it's like the matrix yeah they're, they're all... in control of us you're right let, let, let's go, we're, go... We're in vats we're all actually computer programs yeah we are we're not real we're just holograms really but I'm, you... not, I'm definitely not real no no. No, no no i'm not real and nor is my wife no. <laughs> honestly going over everybody's fucking heads tonight i don't know why i bother <laughs> right okay this is one from rob delcini our great mate i've got rob i know you'll be listening to this i've got i've got to i've got to tell you this because it will make you hoot with laughter having said you gave me um an original 1984 chelsea home shirt um 
and you tasked me to get it signed by that entire squad and I have a way of doing that which I can't reveal at the moment but I do but I kind of panicked yesterday and I thought oh fuck yeah I've got Rob's shirt I better I better I'll take it because I, I'll get Pat to sign it and at least I know I've got one and you know because I know you, you had a couple of signatures on there one of which was Canners so I, I took it to the do and uh, I got my version signed by Pat and I said I've got another one Pat but there's there's a couple of signatures on there, and I said I've just looked at yours signature that you've just signed on my shirt, and actually look, I said, is that yours? And he said, yes, it is. I've already signed it, you idiot. <laughs> so, so I tried to get Pat to sign your shirt, Bobby, but he's already signed it. So, but I tried, I tried. What can I say? Anyway, Rob says hi to the Podfather, the prodigious Mister Kid, and sublime guest. Uh, it's nine thirty-five a.m. Having stayed up until one a.m watching that drivel i'm living off five hours of sleep and during my break i thought i would whack my keys in disgust and try to make sense of what has happened i think it's true to say that over the last 20 years we did a deal with beelzebub and who does he play for and now it's time to pay back the loan we've many which is what tony was saying earlier on we've many different managers to uh, go through our club and not have have not had a say on what players to buy or what direction to take they just have to shut up and squeeze as many obscure shapes into the round holes. If the reports are to be believed, we have one person making a call on the dealings and have no one in the club with football experience and now. Don't get me wrong, I would have not have I would not have changed the trophies and good times for anything. I still cry like a baby when Drogba slots away the penalty in Munich, but after watching eleven men wearing blue run around the pitch like a bunch of nine year olds and be so confused at what the Arsenal players are doing, I came to the very quick decision that we we're actually shit. I'm sure during the game we were so confused that I saw some birds flying around Loftus-Cheek's head like Tom the Cat in a Tom and Jerry cartoon. Lucifer is knocking at our door and the debt has to be paid. We've said on multiple occasions how many world-class players we have. Three at a push and two of those are injured. Then look at the others that I would classify as having potential. Chile is out. Mason is seriously out of form. And apart from... I don't think that's true, Bob. And no, apart I from, don't. He, he wasn't great yesterday. He got but... marked out of the game. I think he's getting... Uh, I think people are working him out and, and putting people on him. And, yeah. and I said to, to JK yesterday, I said they should have moved him further forward, but yeah. then he was playing further forward. He does, he does deserve when... some criticism for that fucking suit he wore in midweek. Well, that is true. That. Anyway. Ooh, what was that? But, but also, Pat said, as we pointed out, Pat said that he was very good at forming relationships with particularly with Reese James and uh, and with Chilwell going left and right yeah. and playing lovely triangles. Well, he hasn't been doing no. any of that. Well, they've not been playing, that's why. Uh, anyway, and apart from Gallagher, that's about it, really. So the constant changes in coaches and recent Champions League win have masked the need for serious reinforcements in the team and identified the lack of a long-term direction. Yes. I'm a glass-half-full type of person, and even though the recent performances have identified the need for that to be half a pint of whiskey, it is still half-full. I'm seeing the right things from the club and Todd Bowley. We're finally getting some people into our club that have football backgrounds. He's identified the manager-coach that is required to bring us forward. Todd is not stupid, and he would not have carried out due diligence... Uh, sorry, and he would have carried out due diligence and enough interviews to know that Graham Potter is the right person for him. But look at our side and the game against Arsenal. I feel apart from that slapstick corner, many didn't have many saves to make, but we didn't have any shots either. Then you look at the bench and potential replacements and it's more of the same shit. We don't have any potential game changers. What options do we really have? Kovacic, Pulisic, Broyer, Zakaria, Ziyech, Gallagher, Koulibaly and Hall? Apart from Gallagher, it doesn't really fill you full of joy really. So 
a back three, four or five, midfield diamond, four, three, three, front two, 10 up front, 15 behind the ball. It doesn't really make any difference. We just don't have the cattle and it will take time before we are in a different place. All we can do is support our team and trust me when I say we will be back bigger and stronger. Believe in our new ownership. We have no choice, really, and it will just take time. Be patient. Up the Chels, Bobby D. Yes, indeed. What a fucking email. What yeah. a fucking... Mr. Del Cine, if I ever meet you, there's a pint. You should have done. He was around recently. Was he? That yeah. is fabulous. That is... He, he has pretty much crystallised everything I've said and thought, you know, over the last few weeks. Absolutely brilliant, that was. And I, I couldn't agree more with him. Um, especially about, you know, when you look at the bench and, and you've said it before, we, we, we said this before, We're, we have no Cook, we have no Nevin, no Zola, no Hazard, not a player that when he comes on, can change either it. starts or comes on the pitch, makes you stand up and think, fucking hell, oh, I mean, you know what I mean? Mm, mm. We have not got anybody like that. We just don't have the cattle. We don't. We just don't have, that's got to become a phrase. Must you ain't got the cattle, cattle, mate. We ain't got the cattle. Absolutely <laughs> <laughs> lovely. Well done, Mr. D. That is absolutely yeah. Hope you're well, mate. Hope you're well. Right, last one, JK. Neil Spencer. Dear Chich, Susanna's actor friend. Oh, thank you for remembering that story. And the gloriously voiced Tony G. Oh. That's right. Tony is not real. JK voices him throughout the entire show. <laughs> I'm, an, I'm merely an avatar. I'm merely an avatar. <laughs> it's not bad at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm late, I know, so I've blown it, so be it. So if I've blown it, so be it. By the way, as always, you lot are outstanding in everything you do. Oh, mate, mate, mate. Hopefully that's enough butter. No, it's not. More, 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 more. Seriously, though, you really are. And for the Chelsea lifers abroad, like me sitting here in midterm crazy Connecticut, it continues to be a lifeline to reality. That reality being rail strikes, people laying on the M25, a new PM every month. And oh, yes, Arsenal's thrust towards a possible league title. Maybe New England and the generally scary buffoonery of the US isn't so bad after all. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, sorry. <laughs> I think you're in a loony tune there, mate. Anyway, <laughs> as I'm so late, I'll make it super quick. What I saw yesterday was the kind of one-nil hammering we've all seen before. Is it bollocks that we lack, or is it just one man's bollocks, those of Potter, where he's appeared a little scared in recent times? We've most of the world-class boys missing, of course, but we spent 250 quid in the summer, so one presumes we spent it badly. I agree with you boys, though, and Alex, if she's on, we've regressed to what we once were, a cup team who won't trouble the top of the Premier League mountain for a little while yet. Also, like you, I just want to get the World Cup, get, get the World Cup and see what sort of Chelsea comes out the other side. Maybe the world-class will be back, Muller bought the next great Iranian right back as cover for Reese. <laughs> we'll see. But for now, I've got a lot more joy and excitement about seeing my hometown Torquay score a 94th minute FA Cup equaliser against Derby yesterday than I did with anything Chelsea did in their 96 minutes of ponderousness. Great word. They were ponderous, weren't they? Cheers, boys. Love you all, as always. Up to Chelsea, Neil. Lovely. Lovely good, stuff. good mail, Neil. Great stuff. Yeah. Great stuff. Very, very. I, I love it. <clears throat> yeah. Do you know what? I've just had a thought, and I know that's a dangerous proposition, particularly at this time of the day and show. In fact, um, 
we sh- we we shouldn't really be comparing, although there are comparisons to be made uh, with Liverpool and Cite. I think maybe the barometer that we should look at is Arteta and actually Newcastle with uh, particularly Newcastle with Eddie Howe. Only took him a year though. Yeah, but with Eddie Howe, you know, I think you've got a direct comparison between Howe and Potter here. They they Mm. were often acknowledged as the two bright young things of English football coaching. Um, And Eddie Howe, I mean, it's interesting because we will talk about this on Friday, no doubt, but there's something been quite interesting about Newcastle in the quiet way that they're doing things we all, we all thought when they got owned by the Saudis that they would be chucking money all over the place and everything but they have not done that at all they seem to be trying to do it organically, they, in other words they're not following the Chelsea and the City model at all at all um, no. so it'll be, so I think if we, we going forward we need to be perhaps comparing Potter to Arsenal Arsenal obviously because you know, they've had a lot of success and they're a big club and they're part of the elite, as we are. But also Newcastle in terms of the way, the, the fact they've got Eddie Howe as manager and how they might be doing things given that they've got a lot of money. It'd be very interesting to watch this space. So I'll just throw that in there as a as a last-minute kind of ting to amuse you all before we say goodbye, which I'm afraid is what we have to do now because that is all we've got time for tonight. Uh, we will be back on Friday evening. When the lovely Dane Whittle will be joining JK and me, uh, in case unless Dane phones up and says, I can't do it tonight, my internet's not working, in which case I'll be sending out an APB on the Chelsea Fancast WhatsApp group. Uh, but let, hopefully Dane will be with us. It's always lovely to see Dane. Uh, and we'll be looking back at the Man City game, obviously, and we'll be looking ahead to Saturday's match against Newcastle. The last Chelsea match until December the 26th, unless we win against City on... 27th. Uh, yeah, it's moved to the 27th, hasn't it? I see. I don't give a shit because I'm I'm going to be in Froome, so I can't go. Anyway, there you go. We'll be back on Friday, no matter what. Now, if you like what we do, you can become a Chelsea Fancast patron and help us cover the costs of the shows and uh, can enable enable us to continue doing them. And uh, we do rather like doing them, so please do. Uh, there is no pressure. Absolutely no pressure at all. You can donate whatever you want per month. Or not. I will love you equally whether you do or you don't. But if you do want to, it's patreon.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. And if you do, um, you will be entitled to receive a <laughs> Kerry Dixon mini banner, a replica of the one hanging up in the Matthew Harding stand. And also, you can join our fantastic Discord group, uh, which is really quite something. It's like Twitter without the horribleness of Twitter. Um, but it's fun. Tony's on it. He, he, he enjoys it. Yeah. I, I enjoy it. Yeah, I love going there. And, and there's a, it's another community we're building. There's lovely people on there. And we I got to meet a few of them on on, uh, on on Sunday evening at the Pat thing, Tony. Oscar was there. Daryl was there. A few others. Really good. Yeah. So, yeah, I'd, you know, like I said, I'd love to have been there. It's just... It's a bit I'm just rubbing me. it in, mate. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah. Cheers for that. Yeah. It's all right. We'll get you. We're doing. We're going to do these things once a month, mate. That's the plan. Yeah. Mark and I came up with a list of Mark, me, and I came up with a list of players we might like to get to these things. We came up with eighty in about ten minutes. Brilliant. You wow. know, I'm, I'm yeah, the, I, I, I will. I, I will. I, so I can. I, I can just as easily get there on the train and yeah, have another couple of beers and, and whatever because I haven't got to get up for work on Monday. Well, yeah, I mean, mate, I, I, if you know, I could even drive you back. It's not too far out of my stretch to do that. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, exactly. but um, eighty, eighty months. What's eighty months? Divide eighty by twelve. Who's good at maths? Yeah, uh, it's, uh, it's six point eight. 
So that's basically another seven years. So we've got seven years of potential guests. Fucking hell. Do you know how old I'll be then? Well, uh, not as old as me and JK. 65. Yeah. So I can, we could just squeeze it in before I retire. How about that? Yeah. Yeah, Perfect. definitely. <laughs> Of course, sadly, quite a few of these people, if it is seven years, they might not be here with us anymore, which is a frightening thought. But anyway. Where will they be then? Well, they might have gone to meet their maker, JK. Oh, I see what you meant. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I thought you meant they'd be listening to another podcast. Well, they could do that. In that case, they're not welcome at all. No. Uh, now, I'm not talking about the Discord people. I'm talking about the guests for the bloody... Oh, the guests. Yeah, I'm sorry. The oh, yeah. For the thing. oh, right, right, right. Talking right, right. about cross-purposes. Anyway, you get the message. If you join the Patreon group, you can get a banner and you can join our Discord group and your life will be enriched, I'm telling you. Um, also, you can send your emails in to us at chelseafancast at gmail.com. Get them in on the end of the day on a Sunday. If you put, send them in on Monday, you will miss the cut, probably. Uh, also, you can message us anytime on Patreon, Instagram, Twitter, or whatever. You know how to get hold of us and... Uh, we are on social media at Chelsea Fancast. Me at Stanford Cheers, Jonathan at Jonathan Kidd, and Tony at Grocer Jack. Tony, great to see you, mate. Lovely. I, I, well, I've had a, I've had an absolute riot tonight. And fucking hell, yeah, mate. The show's been, been nearly three fun, hours long. No wonder. Yeah, fucking mad. Yeah. Been great yeah, fun. So really we're enjoyed off it. I've got something to share with you. Oh, okay. All right. Right, we're we're going to hurry up and go then. Tony, thanks, mate. Really appreciate it. JK, marvelous as always. Shidja Joy, very enjoyable and lovely being on with Tony, who is yeah, great. Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. Right. Uh, you lot out there, thanks for listening. Uh, we'll see you on Friday. Until then, keep it blue, keep it carefree, and keep it chills. Yes, yes, yes. 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 That's more like it. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Normally being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.